and welcome to Sarah Boy Jr. I... You forgot again, didn't you? You forgot for no. like three seconds. <laughs> no, I was giving, a... I hadn't pressed the thing yet. You ruined my <laughs> intro. <laughs> I had... Maybe I did forget. Who knows? You, you don't know. It... We've been <laughs> four days frying our brains on video conferences and we just can't anymore. <laughs> it's... All video games all the time. That was already oh. that was already an episode. Anyways, <laughs> to go back to my derailed it's, intro. It's uh, every other episode. Uh. We, should, we should we should rename our podcast to Derailed R Us. You know, because we, we can use the R Us brand now. That's no well, longer a thing. To, we're about to talk for God knows how many hours straight, and quite frankly, we need to get this out now because otherwise, it's like the whole second part to this is going to be us just babbling. That's true. All right. Well, I'm Dale Decker, and I am joined by... Zach Serowick. Hello, everybody. It doesn't change. Ever. Uh, (laughs) Although I have some friends, but they they won't... They won't be mentioned until the second that'd be, episode. That'd be very awkward if it changed. It's like, oh, yeah, this is two friends getting to know each other. Well, that didn't work out, so we swapped out way, one of the friends. The chemistry wasn't really great, so we just we cut one of the friends. By the way, at the 12th episode, they were just like, yeah, and I hate you now, so <laughs> it was a good run. I don't know. We're about to talk about video games for, yes. like, four hours straight. Yes. We could end up hating each other. That seems to be how the internet does it. Right. So. This is true. So, obviously, uh, if it wasn't obvious, I'm sorry that I was just rude to you. But, obviously, we are going to talk about E3. We mentioned it in our last episode. This is going to be a two-part episode. Um, so, you'll have to come back next week. Ha, ha, ha. Because we're jerks. No, we're not. Or, but, or skip next week. <laughs> or skip next week if you listen to this and be like, I don't. What is what is what is care about their I don't care about their opinions. (laughs) Ocean's Eight came out and no one's talking about it except for Devin on the last episode. Here's the thing. Also, it's the number one (laughs) movie of the weekend. Here, (laughs) here is the thing. I want to talk about Ocean's Eight, but it's gonna have to wait for three weeks. (laughs) But I want to talk about it so badly. If we're lucky, it'll still be like in the top five by the time we get there. It'll can, be it'll be perfect. Can't we? So. Can't we turn it into a video game and then it'll be prevalent? Anyways, oh my we, God, don't we, we can't we can't derail EA uh, <laughs> E3 conversation with the no, the oceans can't. video game I want. Okay, that everybody uh, wants. Uh, uh, EA EA was EA. awkward and terrible. So, Let's talk about EA. <laughs> e, E3 day one is what uh, we're basically going to split it up into. It was four days, so we're going to talk about two days on each episode. Math. Um, so, yes, day one <laughs> was all EA. And um, and boy, was it, it was a day. It was very awkward. It was the um, only... Uh, yeah, it was just weird. It was very awkward. And th- those of you out there who don't know geez. who EA is, <laughs> EA is Electronics Art. They're the company that made The Sims, which, like, mass appeal-wise, The Sims is probably what you know them for. The Sims, SimCity, yeah. all of that. Like, or, that's... Or, if I. They're the company that made that. Or, or, Zach, or... the plethora of sports games that yes, have come EA, out. <laughs> EA Sports. It's in the game, which I don't think they even do anymore. I haven't played an EA Sports game in so long. I don't even know if they do that oh, anymore. No. I, I'm, I, they do. I'm pretty sure. Of course they do. <laughs> it's in um, the game. <laughs> I would like to share what my first note about EA is, and okay. that is verbatim what I typed. I don't care about the sports games. <laughs> I love sports but not in video game form. 
I think it's the fact that they come out every year. Like, yeah, like really, like, like they are the most annualized video games of any type. And yeah. EA got EA just straight up bought every license they could in the last like decade. Yeah. It's, and so they are the only ones that put them out. They put one out every year, and they bank entirely on you going, I want to play with the new players now. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot to open up my drink of choice. Oh, I heard that crack. Yeah, that was a good it was crack. nice, right? Um, yeah. No, yeah, totally. Like, the, the coolest thing in recent um, sports games, like in Madden or, or FIFA, you can't not, – not baseball because that is – that is strictly Sony, unless we are oh, talking. That's right. They're the ones that do the MLB the show, aren't they? Yeah, they do the show. Uh, RBI is what um, is. Uh, is I honestly is, don't know. I don't know if the show know. is an EA game. Maybe it is. I could be wrong on that. Anyways, it is cool that they're starting to do uh, story modes with them. Yes, uh, they started that with FIFA a few years ago because yes. I think the last like three FIFA games have featured the same character going through their career. Like mm -hmm. that's what the story mode has been, yeah. and it's been very cool because FIFA, like like soccer around the world, I don't think FIFA is the biggest thing here in the states, but it is, it is definitely like their biggest money maker, oh, their yeah. biggest franchise oh, around the world. And uh, the yeah. fact that this year it's the World Cup is the huge, the like huge selling point of it. Mm -hmm. is going to even like be better and it's going to be on yeah. the switch like it's going to be it's going to be crazy um but yeah so, i don't care so about sports games <laughs> yeah but let's <laughs> let's set up thing. ea's ea's whole press conference this year i think well, that's how we'll kind of split these up is we'll start by setting up what the press conferences looked like we'll run through mm -hmm. the games very quickly and the ones that we care about um and and just kind of overall feel but ea a couple years ago i don't know if it was just last year if it was more than that uh decided that they would not pretty much they wouldn't really have a presence at the E3 conference itself. They've got demos and stuff, but their whole thing, everything that we watched on Saturday took place like, I think it's in Hollywood somewhere instead. It's yeah. not even in LA proper or anything like that. Um, and it's called EA Play or the EA Experience or whatever they call it. And it is just a small group of people, which you can hear from the five people <laughs> clapping the whole time. <laughs> it is a very small group of people um that are sitting there with you know a few executives and a few you know mm -hmm. big name developers within their system and they they talk about the games that are coming up the thing with ea they are they are the disney of video games <laughs> that's probably the best way to put it and i'm not wow. just saying that because they have the star wars license but i mean like they are they are the they are the disney of video games in that they have all of the big licenses they have the clout they have the background where like they are behind a lot of other big development studios that you don't even kind of realize they own Bioware, the people mm -hmm. that make Mass Effect and um, Dragon Age. They own Respawn, who made um, Titanfall, which was oh. this like kind of cult big game for them, and is now making their new Star Wars game. Hmm. Uh, they own Dice, who makes the Battlefield games and all like has been making like the Battlefront games. So like EA owns all of these people, and they just step back and just make money off of these developers that they own. And they also have a really bad habit of buying small, really good development studios, making them make a game that then sucks, and then destroying that studio entirely and firing a bunch of people. <laughs> like... <laughs> They are the big. They are the big corporate overlord, scary people, just like Disney can be. Mm -hmm. So, so that's how I always think of EA. Yeah. Um, 
but That's their crazy. first game that they kind of highlighted is the game that they actually announced two weeks ago with Trevor Noah, of all people, hosted this like big event to announce Battlefield Five, yep. their big World War II franchise, mm-hmm. their, their answer to Call of Duty. Um, Battlefield Five is going to do a lot of the things that Battlefield One did, which is a series like their their campaign is a bunch of little stories, uh, which one of which they highlighted and we're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> um, and then their multiplayer mode, which is their much bigger, much more popular mode. Mm-hmm. And now this year, Battle Royale. this year includes right also includes a battle royale yes. mode now. So uh, the biggest thing, first of all, is that their their multiplayer nowhere near historically accurate anymore. They just go for off the wall <laughs> craziness well, that goes for their battle royale mode and plenty of other things. I don't care. Yeah, no. Have fun with your multiplayer mode. Your multiplayer mode is not the time to be historically accurate about anything. Just let people have fun. Exactly. That's fine. They're stories though. <laughs> <laughs> the only story they've really highlighted so far, what they do is they, they choose a different a bunch of different battles and you know, fictionalized, you know, dramatized stories from World War II or whatever war they're doing, and they make kind of mini campaigns out of that. And the one that they've highlighted so far is in Norway during the initial occupation by the Nazis. And stars a woman. And of course, that means that the internet is up in arms <laughs> about this woman yeah, who's going to kick a bunch of Nazi ass and yeah. kick just, 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 you know, be a badass through World War II, which happened in real life, people. Yes. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah, it's unfortunate that people are, are kind of oh, ridi- man. Be acting ridiculous about it. <laughs> like, they. They are. It's it's yeah. terrible, but but it is what it is. Whatever. It's the this world. actually might be one of the first times that. But since Battlefield One came out last year, and yes, that's not a mistake. They called Battlefield One because it was about World War One, despite the fact that it's like the eighth Battlefield game, and this one that's coming out now is called Battlefield Five. <laughs> just get over it. It's their names. Yeah, it just is what it is. It's the Star Wars. I mean, it's again, it's like Star Wars. It's just like there. There's some of them that are in canon, and there's some of them that are off. Yeah brand and their star wars story versions of things but anyway this is one of the first ones like ever since battlefield one came out last year and they started this whole like mini story sets uh for their campaigns they sound really interesting and the idea that we would learn more about people in world war ii that we don't hear about i mean every world war ii story is about either storming the beach at normandy or a platoon of white guys doing stuff yeah, <laughs> like exactly. it's never like mm-hmm. i would love to hear more even even dramatized versions of like this is what it was like if a woman wanted to join the fight in world war ii also kick ass that sounds exciting to me so i that actually makes me kind of interested yeah um makes sense yeah let's see what else did they announce i mean we Um, talked about fifa can i just Uh, make a comment again about sports things again yeah absolutely because we're kind of in the sports section of it the sports games again the madden champ that came out yeah which one the, the cool guy or the douchey guy? Because like, there was two of them. <laughs> but they were, they were both, both of them. Like, they were so, <laughs> that was the most awkward part of that whole thing. Because really? they, thought... they did not know how to perform a script. <laughs> you say that, and at the same time, that was the most comfortable I felt watching that really? whole thing. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're going to talk about what I think is the most awkward moment in a second. <laughs> we're going to get to that. But I actually thought that at, that those guys were actually at least comfortable enough to be like, oh, yeah, I know how to smile at a crowd yeah. And, yeah. and, like, rag on the guy next to me on stage. Like, it's, that's what they came out to do. Yeah, and I thought it worked. 
It's also but... like that that guy was such a douche. Like <laughs> the one was... the belt wrapped around his yeah. wrapped around yeah, his. Yeah, I could not get over that. I'm like, dude, yeah, it, dude, it's, it amazes dude. me how much uh, in the esports arena Madden matters because you think about it, it's just like, oh, it's people playing football in a preset <laughs> like set of rules, like in a way that real football, even real football, like that I can't get into unless it's the Super Bowl. I just like. <laughs> It's just like, okay, it's just a bunch of guys running preset plays, whatever, uh, on a computerized version of that. I don't know how people are interested in watching that. I'm just, I just don't know. (laughs) More power to them that enjoy it. Enjoy the things you want to enjoy. That's That's something we're going to bring to the next two parts of this, by the way, is that it doesn't, whatever jokes and criticisms we make, if you enjoy anything, enjoy it. Exactly. I'm not here to rag on you for enjoying a thing. (laughs) But I just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. No, that's like that's what I am. Like I I much rather prefer to actually play a sport that or or be at the game than to watch it on TV. I will watch it on TV. It's just my preference is to actually go out and be yeah. playing it. And that's the same thing with the video games. It's like, oh, see that thing I just did? I could go do that right now in the real world. Well, I'm going to go do that <laughs> now and not play this game. <laughs> uh, you know what you can't do, though? You can't be in the Star Wars universe. But Respawn I mean, will bring I could. <laughs> Respawn will bring you there, and they'll do it in the most terrible, awkward way possible. <laughs> oh, oh. That might be what I think is the mm. worst part of this this press conference that is um, so they had so they had a, um, a youtuber or streamer hosting this and i didn't catch her name and i feel bad because she was actually excellent but the woman that they had glasses and like dark red hair yep. that was like hosting this thing she was excellent so much better than the people they had last year they had like five youtubers last year and none of them knew what they were talking oh, about geez. and they were all so nervous and i think they very clearly were like you play video games on youtube we're choosing you you've worked in front of a crowd before you're good and she was great she was great through this whole thing, it, it, and everyone else just did not know how to react <laughs> when she asked them questions, which includes the guy who runs Respawn, uh, again, the, the company that made Titanfall and just took over the new Star Wars game. Um, up until last year, uh, the people that made uh, Visceral Games, which made the Dead Space series, mm-hmm. uh, they were the ones working on this game. That company got bought and then shut down by EA, uh, and now Respawn, who just got bought by EA, is making this game, which means that there's a good chance that in three years, Respawn won't exist. Mm. Um, <clears throat> well, there you go. Unfortunate reality no! of the plan. You okay? Yeah, I'm great. No, <laughs> stuff didn't just fall again. I was going to say, did, did, did Silk jump off the desk? Yes, actually. <laughs> Spoilers! Spoilers! Yeah, that's that'll make sense later. Uh, <laughs> so, so this host sits down with the guy that runs Respawn, who is sitting in the audience, not on stage. First mistake. Yeah, that was and, so weird. It's and like, she's guys. like, "So, what can you Come tell on. us about the new Star Wars game?" And I actually had this feeling. There's a, I'm sure that this was planned, but at the same time, in my head, I feel like she went, oh, that's the guy that runs Respawn. I'm going to derail this whole conference and ask about the Star Wars game I want to play. Because <laughs> it felt that way. This guy looked like a deer in the headlights. He had no idea what to say or how to sell this game. And they're like, uh, it's going to be called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> it's going to take place between episodes three and four. It'll come out maybe at the end of next year, maybe, which... Well, it'll come out in 2020. I guarantee it. And and it was just, oh, God, 
it was so cringeworthy. It was so cringy to just sit there and watch this guy squirm in his seat. Yeah. And I just felt so bad for him <laughs> that EA didn't give him the like script and the support he needed to do that. Like, oh, we're going to talk about Bethesda later this part. Bethesda knows how to sell a game. Because they've got oh, two yeah. very charismatic people that know how to sell their games. This guy looked like well, he like, was never prepared to be put in front of a, a microphone. Yeah, but if you're going to EA, uh, uh, if you're going to EA, if you're going to E3, <laughs> maybe prepare like a little. I mean, that's the other. Thing. I head. mean, that's the other thing. You also have to imagine because <laughs> the other part to this, the other part of this is the guy was planted in the audience yeah. for the segment. He knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> you knew. You knew that she was going to come over and ask you about Star Wars. How? If you didn't know. You should not be there, and someone else should be there to explain the oh, game. Oh, God. <laughs> that's thing is, how the it, world works, man. It, I know. And the, here's the thing. I know someone who works at Respawn. Oh, nice. I don't I, – um, my, 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 I have a friend Hi. I went to college with. In, yeah, I, have a, I doubt they listen, but I'll <laughs> find out. Um, but I have a friend I went to college with, and her husband works for Respawn because nice. I went and visited them in L.A. last oh, year. Oh, nice. that's very cool. He loves it. They're a great company to work for, and I, I, like, I'm not surprised. They're a small development studio. They seem like great people. I just think that they're all very much introverted, insular, nerdy people like Aww. a lot of dev teams are. Like, you hire EA, or hire EA, sorry, EA buys you. Yes. EA, EA hires you, buys you, and the job of a publisher is the job of a producer. If we're going to talk about the producers like we did last year, uh, EA are the people that go out and seduce the old ladies to get music, exactly. for, to get money for your games yeah. and to market your games yeah. which means that they should have someone ready to do pr and marketing for your game they should not be putting you out there <laughs> in front of a crowd if I you're mean, not ready for it it's kind of it, on the same level of that though is that it's kind of cool that like they come out and I, yeah because like... we're going to talk about the two little indie <laughs> games they did and i loved that because they oh, were so that was, that was great. yeah oh it, yeah and actually well so so let's just move on from this awkward moment to get away from <laughs> Um, you know, more power, all power to respawn. I actually think that they are, uh, Titanfall 2 is considered this great kind of cult singular story game. Yeah. I got it on PS4 like a while ago for like really cheap, like 10 bucks. And yeah. I just haven't loaded up and played it yet. But like you, you hear great things about how Titanfall, like the biggest thing that went against it was that EA was constantly having it release against other giant EA games. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Titanfall 2, Titanfall 2 came out the same weekend as Battlefield 1 last mm -hmm. year. And it's yeah, like, it well, ridiculous. people know Battlefield. Yeah, like, <laughs> people know Battlefield 1. They're not going to go buy Titanfall 2. They yeah. know Battlefield. Um, so yeah, I, always, that's I, one that I've always wanted to play was Titanfall. Yeah, yeah, Titanfall, for those of you who don't know, big action game with giant robots. Like, that's all you need to know. Like, you get yeah. to play, you get to run around as your little pilot dude, and once you build up enough power, a giant robot comes from the sky, and you get inside a mech suit, and you get to just beat the crap out of a bunch of stuff in a giant mech suit. Yeah. It's great it's, it's, yeah. so so i have all faith that respawn can make a star wars game really well yeah, like yeah. i do have it i just i feel so bad for them <laughs> <laughs> um so but after this is when they got into their ea originals program which was the part of the program that i was my favorite part because and it was mine too yeah, yes because there were the two the two games that were announced are so adorable and yeah. very very interesting to me <laughs> So we got Unravel 2 and yes. Sea of Solitude announced. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, oh, God. I, what? Oh, that's just to clear my throat, and I have no oh. way of, I have no mute button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
this is live, man. Um, uh, but yeah, so Unravel, uh, I always wanted to play Unravel, and I just never got the chance to because I, I think it was a no. I thought I thought it was a PC only release. I, I think it is because I think part of the deal with this originals program that EA has um, is that it, you can really only get them through their Origins platform. So yeah. you might be able to get it on PS4, but yeah. if it's it wouldn't surprise me if it was PC exclusive because Origins is their version of yeah. Steam, yep, which exactly. is like their platform for online or for PC EA games. Yeah, but it's yeah. definitely a game that I have looked into and was like, man, I need to play this. Like, I just haven't gotten around to it. And then they show Unravel 2, which is just like, this is awesome, and I yeah. need to play it. And what I thought of was like, oh my god, if Zach and I could get that, that would be great. <laughs> this is, this I mean, is, if we could stream that, it would be great. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we're going to figure that out when we get back. When I get back from Orlando, is we're going to start figuring out streaming stuff, everybody. Yeah. This is the other backdoor pilot to that. Is <laughs> If you like hearing us talk about video games, you can hear us live talking about video games while we play them. While we uh, play them, you know, mediocre. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> that's on me. I'm, I'm, but, oh. that's me. <laughs> Not always great on this end either. <laughs> um, so the first Unravel was the first, I think the first EA Originals like title when mm. they announced this program. And yeah. you are this little, little adorable guy named Yarny, a yeah. uh, little, little man made out of yarn. And um, the whole game was a series of like platforming puzzles where you had this piece of yarn unraveling behind you and you would use that to swing around and block bad guys from getting to you and create platforms to jump on and all of that. And so in Unravel 2, what they said was, what if instead of this kind of long unraveling piece of yarn, you had a partner yeah, attached to you <laughs> and bouncing around? And, oh, God, it looks adorable. It really oh, does. it looks adorable. And it's, very, it's that kind of co-op um, puzzle that I love, that I have learned to love in, in recent, um, being able to, needing to have to work with the person and still have fights about, yeah. <laughs> about that. No, 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 no. Like, you need to jump that way. Jump that yeah, way. Exactly. Jump that way. <laughs> um, but those have quickly become, like, I've never, I haven't really played that many. I've, but they're like I'm very excited for Unravel 2. There's, there's a game actually in the same program that came out last year, um, First off, have you ever heard of the game Brothers? Uh, no. <laughs> so I think you can get this on P on PS4, and I I have it on PC. Brothers with this game where you, as a single player on your controller, were controlling two brothers going through this little fantasy adventure, oh, like cool. five hour five hour thing. And the whole idea was you you know left stick and the left trigger controlled the little brother, and mm -hmm. you would you know various context things. The trigger would would do different things. Uh, right trigger and right stick would control the big brother and you would either make them work in tandem or like you could both walk up to the same thing and pulling the triggers would two different things depending on which brother was standing at them it's very good it's hmm. very it's a, like a really sweet story that's pretty it's cool it's very short it's very good but that company joined the ea original programs last year and they made a game called a way out oh and, oh my god i need to play yeah. that game I want so to play a way out so bad. is a co-op <laughs> only game. You have to play this with another person, either online or on the couch. Mm -hmm. Though they encourage on the couch, which I understand. Oh yeah. But but they, you have to play with another person, and you are going through this like '70s crime thriller where yeah. these two guys break out of prison and go after the guy that put them in prison. It's great. Yeah, I've I watched playthroughs of it. I've watched. There's like there's a section. 
where you go come to a farmhouse and you can no either distract Zach. the I, no, no no super spoilers no <laughs> super spoilers you can either you you choose when you show up to either distract the couple that lives there or tie them up in the closet and then you basically have free reign of their house for however long you want until you move on with the story oh wow which means that you can go around and do things like one of you can pick up a banjo and one of you sits at the uh, piano and if you play your parts just right it will create a cutscene where the two of them are just playing music and oh I love God. the idea of that happening while there's a couple tied up in a closet upstairs <laughs> <laughs> yeah I um I have so tried like, so hard to stay away from anything about that game because I don't want to yeah. know what like the story is or anything like that and I just I just want to play it so yeah. badly. <laughs> so so that company so that company, you know, they were part of EA Originals last year. It was a big game. Uh most famously was at that at the Game Awards last year. <clears throat> the creator this is right before the game came out. The creator is doing a, a um interview with the host of the Game Awards and grabs the microphone and says, Video games are the greatest art form ever. Fuck the Oscars. This is gonna be the best <laughs> thing ever and you're just like you're sitting there for like thirty seconds like like, oh my god oh my god someone take a microphone away from this guy i can't what is who let this man near a microphone oh somebody god. Grab... <laughs> that's, that's and you amazing. love i love these like oh like overly passionate completely unscripted moments that you get from people who don't expect to be on a stage that big yeah and we got that with, with the next game with from the ea originals which is sea of solitude that was made so by good. made by a german developer mm-hmm. uh first woman i think all night to come out on stage that wasn't the host yep. uh to come out and talk about their game oh by the way the madden the the, the two madden esports players i think only black guy to be on a stage the entire e3 <laughs> hmm. like pretty certain i'm pretty certain that was the only black guy to be on stage all four days get better video games <laughs> just get better, get better video games all of you um <laughs> But Woman comes out, and they're talking about Sea of Solitude, a game that is all about how the emotions of this girl in this very flooded world, you know, over overflowing, flooded world, she is becoming a monster because she is living by herself and, like, succumbing to her to her fear and her anger and all of this. It's specifically, like, loneliness is what... Yeah. And having that loneliness and not being able to like get get out of it or anything like that is turning her into a monster and she it's like we have to figure out why she's that monster and why she's lonely and all that. And all I could think of that whole presentation was of rhyme, which I don't know mm. if I've talked about. I have um, not played it. It's on like five different wish lists for me. It's beautiful. <laughs> like that should be the next game you play. Mm. Um, because it, it's super short. You can. Hey, you know what? Huh? It's on Switch. Yeah. It's on Switch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um like I I love that game so much that I own it on PS4 and I have considered no a numerous of times of buying it on the Switch again to just have it with me always because it's that good and it's that like memorable for me. So the animation and the art style of Sea of Solitude is very similar to Rhyme. And it's kind of a sim- like you don't really know what's going on. You just know that you're in this world and she's lonely and like like the woman said, she I don't remember her name, but like she said, it's that journey of figuring out what happened to her and that's what Rhyme is. So and, and also like figuring out like 
it's not even so much about trying to combat those emotions and make them go away. It's not about pushing down emotions that you should be feeling. It's about figuring out how to harmonize those emotions. Yeah, how to... It's so so often, like, our games and movies and TV are all about, like, oh, you need to get rid of the negativity mm-hmm. and only with the positive and all of this. And this game is like, no, you, you need those things. Yeah. You can't let them consume you and you can't let them overflow on you, but but you, you need them. Yeah, exactly. And so, like... and. I I was just so happy to see to to see them talking about a game like this mm-hmm. amongst you know sports games which yeah. are largely male and everything and amongst you know the the battlefield games which while involving women involving these huge emotional moments are still largely get into this scene and then shoot everybody yeah. like yeah I'm. Um, I'm very, I'm very, very, very excited for Sea of Solitude, and I, I don't I even know too. that much. It's it's I literally because of Rhyme. Like, yeah, and I don't think, and, and I don't think we even said the the best part of that whole presentation is that she stepped out on stage, and the Ooh. moment she was on stage, mm-hmm. you could tell even in a very small room, she was overwhelmed with yep. just like having to talk about this thing to people, and you could tell yeah. that she really, really loved the game she was making. She and, loved everything that she talked about and she just needed to even said i need to take a breath for a second get just yep. give me a minute because i never was, expected that was nice to too. stand here mm-hmm. um yeah, so I, I didn't that happen with the unravel uh creators as well yeah he was last crying year, a little bit or, yeah he was crying a little yeah, bit the first time yeah. that he talked about it because like, um one of the things with this ea originals program that i didn't i didn't know till i was i was looking at it so you have to get the games through origins which is kind of the conceit that they make because EA doesn't make any money off of those. Mm. They solely, the, the, the sole concession you have to make when mm. you enjoy that program is that it is a PC only origins game, but EA is not making any profit off mm. of these games. Mm. They're helping you market these independent games, put out these passion projects, elevate these people who want to make games that they really love and you know, and, and just giving them the, the marketing for that and giving them a stage at E3, the yeah. biggest stage in video games and all of this. And for all of the garbage that I will give EA from here to there for <laughs> things like loot boxes and being the Disney of video games, this is a program that they deserve credit for and they should be, they should be you know, credited for all the time. Yeah. I think this is the smartest move they've ever made as a company mm-hmm. is to do things like this. Yeah. So. Agreed. Um, uh, <clears throat> and so, so yes, yeah, so that is. Then we move on to I uh, think their biggest reveal of the like biggest new reveal. I don't know. Uh, Anthem was in, Anthem was introduced last year. So before that, I mean, that was when they got to the Madden stuff. There was yeah. a Command and Conquer mobile game, which oh I, no, oh, I, we, oh we, the we mobile can, game. No, can we just <laughs> can we just skip that one? Can we just we not talk about that? <laughs> A guy came out on stage and said the words, I am a professional shoutcaster. Yes, I know. you can skip that. I, we- <laughs> I, I wrote down, I wrote down in my notes, I hate mobile game commercials because they are <laughs> terrible. It is like, uh, this is not the game. All I'm going to be doing is tapping my phone and then breaking my phone because of that tapping. That I, has I happened. Give them, <laughs> I give them credit because those announcers made that at least not as boring as it could have been. Yeah. That could have been much worse, just watching two people play a mobile game and nothing. At least those two guys knew Jeez. the game, knew what they were talking about, and, you know, were like, it was like watching, I don't know, a football game, and I don't know any of the positions <laughs> they're talking about, but sure, at least it's 
yeah. no ways that isn't just people hating each other. Um, exactly. The next thing they did was the um, the charity stuff they talked about. They had oh, helped yes. with a couple of streams, gave money to, I think it was cancer research or mm -hmm. something. Um, it was a million dollars. EA has way more than that. So, like, I applaud you for giving a million dollars to charity, <laughs> but come on. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, but the biggest thing, as you were saying, probably the biggest thing of their night was Anthem, yes. the new Bioware game. Yes. Um, Mass Effect meets Destiny, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And by that, <laughs> I mean you don't get to you don't get to romance and hit on any of your friends the way that you do in Bioware. Maybe so, you don't know yet. No, they no, have it's they've definitely not it. going no, to. It's not. Yeah, going no, they've to. confirmed it. There's no romance option. <laughs> no, Anthem. Um, so uh, the quick pitch is that Anthem is this you know space space opera, you know, big sci-fi thing where you're playing this character that gets into a giant uh, a mech suit called a javelin, and you go out in the world. Um, I think they described the story, what little story we got, as mm. the world used to have gods that were creating the planet, and like halfway through the process, the gods abandoned them and left behind giant tools and robots that were meant to help create life and instead have now started going haywire and different factions of humans have figured out how to manipulate those machines all of this stuff yeah. so you're going out with your friends and quelling whatever unrest comes from that process yeah that's basically it yeah, pretty much. Uh, um in the... really cool suits that let you fly and swim like yeah. let's not change that it looks really good it looks gorgeous yeah it's very but... i'm i'm like interested in it but it's not I'm not going to rush out to go buy it, to be honest with you. Like, I'll just play Destiny. The coolest the coolest thing to me is that there's a Storm fraction, faction. Like, that that's cool because I like Storm. Like, I like lightning stuff in video right, games. Right, like, 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 like a weather system. Yeah, like, exactly. I think that's, 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 one of the next, that's one of the few innovations they haven't quite figured out, mm, right? Like, yeah. there's weather in games, but usually <laughs> it's locked two days. Like, yeah. if you rest in the next day, in-game comes, it's raining, and then the next day, it's sunny. It's very rare that you have, like, moving systems of clouds, and, like, in the morning, it's bright, and at night, it rains, and all this <laughs> stuff. That's one of those yeah. things that they, they quite, that, that's, like, the next, there's very few things left, life-wise, for video games to figure out, mm -hmm. and that's one of them. Yeah. So, so I, so, I mean, it looks cool. It looks can, pretty. Can, can I just the um gameplay that they showed the demo, the gameplay trailer was so confusing and not really <laughs> well um edited together. No, they're not because like promoting the game really well at all. Like like all of a sudden you're watching the tank for less of but I can't remember what it was called Basher. No, what was it? What was like the big oh <laughs> big thing? Oh, called? I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I have no idea. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I only remember Storm, and I think there was a ranger. But anyways, you're like, it's like we're just gonna we're gonna have this guy, and then it's gonna seem like we're changing to another character's point of view. But like, no, really, we're not. It's gonna just go immediately back to him. It's like someone accidentally hit the change views view button, <laughs> and they were like, oh god, go back, guys, go back. Like that was. That was so disorienting, and I'm like, it, I just want to see how this is played, please. Just it's stop. been really strange. It's been really strange even since last year when they really announced this thing, and <laughs> it's most of what they showed is actually the same exact stuff they showed yeah, last sure. year. There's very little difference. Well, that's like um, um, that's like <clears throat> oh, it was just on my head. It was on the K Kingdom Hearts that played the same three trailers. Three, yeah, exactly. The same trailer three times. <laughs> no, it was um. 
There was like something else. Never mind. This is bad. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what so, I was going to so say. So here's the thing. So made by Bioware, like I said, it's the company that makes Mass Effect. So yes. last year we got yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda, yeah. which was supposed to be the start of a new kind of series in that yeah. universe and kind of fumbled. And a big reason that fumbled was because they um, – EA put a lot of inexperienced people on that game. And I don't want to say this like I'm, I'm ragging on the developers that worked on that game. I think they all did the – had i think that ea kept throwing more people and switching out teams at that problem without having any real clue what they were doing and it's because the main people from bioware were working on anthem <laughs> yeah. um so andromeda is a perfectly serviceable game that is just kind of blah it's like a b minus c plus game <laughs> from a game series that we have all kind of come to expect is going to be anywhere from a minus to a plus and nothing nothing lesser and so like i did not hate Mass Effect Andromeda, it was just kind of a blech to play. <laughs> um, and so, like, all of their veteran people and all of their top people are on Anthem, and for some reason, EA can't figure out how to sell Anthem, because they're trying really hard not to just say, we want to make a Destiny to go against yeah, Destiny. exactly. <laughs> and so, like, they know what people want from Bioware, and they're afraid to tell them that they're not getting that. But they're also too afraid to just like nut up and say, yeah, we're giving we're just we're just aping destiny because that's <laughs> where the money is. And so it's so hard because it, what what it looks like this game is going to be kind of what they explained. They did this what I think could be great, but this panel was terrible panel. <laughs> <laughs> um, they brought out the lead writer, who's a woman. Great. Love that. And like. I don't know, CEO, creative director of Bioware and someone else. I didn't even pay attention to the dudes. I just know that the woman was the lead writer. Um, and they did this panel discussion where the, the host, again, doing the best with what they gave her, exactly. was like trying to ask all these questions about like, what do we expect from the different classes of people? What's the story kind of going to be like? What's this world that you're building? What's it like to build a world? Stuff that I'm actually really interested in, but they did not figure out how to translate on stage well yeah, at all. Yeah, like I barely... I barely so even remember awful. it. Like, that's I how awkward it, it was. And it sucks because, like, the sad thing is that, like, that bombed, and I feel like that means no one's ever going to try it again. I yeah. think everyone should try a version of this mm. and figure out the medium of it. Because the idea of, like, taking the human beings making your game and putting them on stage and saying, like, this is what the development process is like. This is what we're excited about. This is what we love. This is what the story is. I think that can be great. But they've just don't they just didn't have the right people doing it or they just weren't prepared for it or you know it was like respawn all yeah. over again where it just felt like they were like you're gonna do this but we're not gonna prepare you for it mm -hmm. and so like ea are not the people for it we'll we'll talk about bethesda later because i think bethesda does this really well and i think ea just did it really badly yeah. um but i lost my train of thought where we were going <laughs> with any of that anthem! <laughs> i mean i know we're on anthem but i forgot why i was talking about anthem Oh God! I get so distracted by the. Uh, it's honestly, this is the exact feeling I had watching that thing, where like they would start a conversation, and by the end of it, I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. This is the exact problem: is that I would like, like they would start with something that sounded like a cool question, and by the time they got to the end of their like marketing speech of it, I completely forgot what we were even talking about. <laughs> Just a whole um, lot of words came at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. No, sorry. The structure of the game. That's what they did tell you. So the structure of the game seems to be you're oh, going to have yes. a little hub world that is single player where you're going to go in and you're going to, you know, sell your stuff and talk to other characters and get your quests and all of that. And once you leave that is when you're in big open multiplayer world, which is 
where you get to hook up with your friends and go do missions. And I assume there'll be some version of like, we're going to vote on which mission to do, or it's not even vote. It's I, I need to go this way on the map. If you'll follow me, we'll do that mission and I'll follow you on this mission later. Something like that. Again, they didn't explain how that works, but like that, that's the kind of thing it's going to be. It's like, it's like we have story, but it's, it's sectioned off into these little hub areas and then you get to just go out with your friends and do whatever. Yeah. Cool. Fine. <laughs> Pretty much exactly how destiny works. The difference with that is that in the hub world in destiny, there's a bunch of other players running around doing stuff too. Exactly. Like that's really yeah. the only difference. So, so that, that can be cool. That can be cool depending on the writing and depending on how those quests are set up and, and all of that. I just don't, we just don't know. They're just not telling us anything. <laughs> What? And it's driving crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much it for EA. For EA. Yeah. After that, they go into all of their, like, we're going to show you all of the games we just talked about in different versions and all of that. And there's probably videos out there. And all of the different uh, video game websites are doing things like talking. Uh, Giant Bomb does a, a series where they say, where Giant Bomb talks over the E3 press conferences where you can watch all of their main editors and writers and stuff you know, do commentary as they go. And I think Polygon did something similar. And also they'll show yeah. you that stuff all around. Yeah. And so there's, have, there are highlight clips and stuff everywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> I highly encourage you to search out at least the trailers for each of the games that have come out. And then um, even search like E3 in title of game and see what stuff comes out because Sea of Solitude, I think is worth seeing what anybody can see about that. I think it's worth it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else EA had that is like totally worth it. I want to know more about the different stories they're going to do in Battlefield before I decide if I'm going to buy that game or not. Yeah, I'm probably not going to buy Battlefield yeah. just because I don't like really play that many first-person shooters. Like other, I don't really play a lot of war games. That's yeah, the thing. Like either. I'm not. I don't know. I'm I'm more on the side of like sci-fi or or um, like just adventure you know <laughs> like yeah. i've like no, call of right. duty the, the the thing about call of duty the only call of duty i've ever really played was ghosts and ghosts and it was in multiplayer and like i had fun with that but i've never played any i try i tried to play um colin call of duty in infinite uh what was it called infinite the space one whatever Advanced? what no, 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 no. It was the one in space that everybody was like freaking out. Infinite or something? No. Wow. Oh, it just came. It was the last one that came <laughs> out before. Um... Oh, Advanced Warfare. Ad no. <laughs> no. Really? No, no, no. Seriously? No, I could have sworn that was what it was called. Okay. No, no, no. It's, um, it's something with an I. It's like Infinity something or Infinite. In or Infinite Warfare? Infinite Warfare, probably. I don't know. It was <laughs> in space and it was, I played something five. Something about Infinity and being at war for like, Infinity. It was, in, like... it was whatever, the, whatever the like big one last year that took place in space was. Okay. Someone tweet me. It's fine. Um, I played five minutes of it and turned it off. I'm like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I don't care. I, I like, yeah, five minutes. I haven't really gotten into the gameplay of it. And it's like, yeah, but I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> I bought you to try the zombie, um, uh, mode because it was cool that you got sucked into a movie, but it was not what I expected it was going to be. So yeah. I was like, no, this is, I'm done with you. I'm getting rid of you. <laughs> um, uh, so okay. I don't Let's like. Just... I don't do that. 
Let yeah, us I mean, move on. Let's move on to Microsoft, to Microsoft because we've been talking for an hour and we've done one of these four. Yes. So, so we need to move quicker. Here is so, what I'm Microsoft. going to suggest. Yes. For Microsoft, because there are too many games. Also, I agree. You, uh, you're going to have to talk about Devolver because Devolver was the last one, right? That's I okay. Did, yeah, it'll I take me five not, minutes to talk about did how. Did not talk about it. Games. Did not Don't see worry it. about it. Um, for Microsoft, there are too many games. To, I agree. To and some of these will come up. Some of these will come out later. Fallout oh, 76 yeah. like, about Cat's Fear doesn't talk about. Pretty much, uh, pretty much the big yeah. ones I think are Fallout yeah, yeah. 76. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go down my list because I wrote okay, down yeah, every perfect. single That's game. That's perfect way to do this. I wrote, tell me what you're actually interested in. I wrote down every single game that was shown except for the one in the compilation video. Okay. Um and and I told you I missed whatever it was after Gears, but it was that cyberpunk. There was yeah, it was just cyberpunk. Not... I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. Okay. So the big ones that I think people are going to this is not necessarily what I am excited for, but I think people are going to be fr- a freaking they're freaking out. There already are about Fallout 76. Uh-huh. Um, We're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, obviously. We're going to get to that maybe in part 2 with yeah. Square Enix. I think it'll be um, perfect. Okay. Crackdown was really cool. Like, I, I think it's me. really cool. I think that's really cool, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited because Terry Crews deserves yeah, exactly. everything. Exactly. Like Terry Crews is what's making that right now. I want to see. I want to see more from that. Mm. But I do appreciate. Like I, I do appreciate and love Terry Crews as is demanded by the universe. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the the thing like. It started, and I was like, is that Terry Crews? That's Terry Crews. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I've never even played Crackdown, and I now I want to because it's Terry Crews. Crack, Crackdown um, is a lot like um, Saints Row in Agents of Mayhem where the sweet. idea is you're just going to get super-powered and destroy everything. I with love it. With quippy action. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, Forza Horizon 4 actually makes me want to try a Forza game. Um, oh, God, I wish there was a way to try that without having to buy it, and I don't have an yeah. Xbox to get Game Pass. That's <laughs> like, the thing. Like, it's cool that the seasons are going to be a huge factor, and I actually really like that they drop leaves during their presentation, which are two very small things, but, you know, they still, you know, they resonated the little, with me. The little details um, But, yeah. yeah, then I am excited for We Happy Few because we actually got more information about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know um, how much you know about the development of that game, but it was in early access for a really <laughs> long time. And then the people that make Borderlands, Gearbox, mm. bought like bought that that game out and like like I don't know, partnered with or bought out the studio making it basically, and then it got kind of strange about what that game was going to be after that because it was like it became it went from being like the story-driven BioShock thing to this kind of more open survival horror thing. And now since Microsoft partnered with them, they're like, no, 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 there's like a story. There's like a point to it. We, <laughs> we promise there's like way more to it than this. And the trailer that they showed shows that like, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks really interesting and really good. Like really retro sixties Britain. Like I, I think the yeah. idea is that they, they all get on this drug called joy because they can't deal with the fact that Britain made like a really horrible choice in this alternate world war two history. And so they all take this drug to, to call joy to forget. But there's like a subset of people who are too poor to have joy and the people who, who can get the drug don't notice it. And so you start to kind of waver between these two realities of what the drug is telling you and what's real. And it's, it looks so cool. It It looks really cool. And I really hope, Oh man, I really hope it's it's as good as it's 
now like four year development is promising. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also to go back. Um, I'm I own um Ori in the Blind Forest because I oh, yeah? I thought the box art was so beautiful and, and adorable. So I played it. It's I a only beautiful game. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like I played. I started it. I have never finished it. But the fact that Ori 2 is coming out means I need to finish it because... I don't, I don't know how easy it is for someone who already owns it, but there is like a definitive edition patch to it that changed a lot of stuff that made that game kind of hard to get through. Like, oh, really? Like save points and stuff like that mm-hmm. are all changed. So I would suggest looking into that and seeing how that upgrade works for someone who already owned it. Yeah. Because you might it might be easier basically hmm. for you to get through that game in a way that that's not as frustrating because i gotcha. know that that was like okay. a big thing about that that it was like really difficult platforming and people got like really frustrated with the save points and stuff I like gotcha. that I gotcha. and i know they fixed it later i just don't know how that update hmm. works but i do but again i like i really want the fact that that got a sequel and was like one of their openers that came after oh, halo yeah. halo opens this thing and then it's ori and the will of the wisp yep. and it's like wow <laughs> Microsoft Microsoft is so good about their indies for a system that is like really bad with exclusives and they're getting better but like and Game Pass really helps with that which is like $10 a month and you basically get exclusive first run at all of their exclusive games plus whatever they decide to put on there which I think includes Fallout 4 now yeah. like like Xbox is doing really hard to be like we we promise it's worth owning an Xbox One <laughs> which for a long time didn't seem like that was the case, and part of that is because they they are so good to independent developers. The Xbox like marketplace is so good for that, like it rivals the Nintendo eShop as being one of the top like indie places. <laughs> and Ori is one of their top like places to yeah, do that, like yeah. one of the top the, the top franchises they have now. So yes, I'm also excited for for Ori and it, it's... and. It started, yeah. just that animation started, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's such a beautiful game. Like, it really is. And there's a little owl. I don't know if the owl is from the first game. Again, I haven't finished it, but there's a little owl, and it's super adorable, and I don't care. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> um, there was other, like, it's very straight. The crossover of E3 was really weird, which I kind of want to talk about. I think that might be a good wrap-up thing, but the crossover was so weird to me. Like, we already talked about Battlefield Five. Let's move on. Like, we already yeah, talked about... Like, they they like, do that where it's like, I'm going to tease it at this conference, and then you'll get more information at this conference, yeah, which exactly. might lead to more information at a third conference. Like, just give, yeah. Just give it all they, now. They, they figured out, again, I'm that... Gonna watch. Because they figured out that Twitch is so popular that yeah. they could do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, sea of Thieves... Uh, I'm still, eh. like, still I'm ex- eh about, yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited to see more updates come to it. Yeah. But, so, like, until the second of those two updates comes out, I probably won't dip back in until everything yeah. is there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just won't. It's just, it's definitely not <laughs> worth playing solo. And it's also, at this point, like, I hesitate to tell someone else to spend $60 so that I have someone else to play with it. <laughs> like, like, I, like, it's hard for me to make that sales pitch. Yeah. Maybe after that second update and there's now, like, way more content, that'll change. But That's right now... That's really what I'm nothing. waiting for is, like, I don't... Yeah. It's not interesting enough for me. Like, it's pirates. That's what's interesting about it. But it's still... So far, the most interesting thing is that if you get really drunk, you can puke on your friends. Nice. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Um, Uncontrollably <laughs> for like three minutes. <laughs> that's a real thing. Projectile is a real thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't care about PUBG. 
Okay. I'm going to skip it. I will say this. I will say this. I, we don't have to go into it, but those of you who didn't see it, at least look up the P, look up the Player Unknown Battlegrounds E3 2018 trailer because it is the single best edited trailer of the entire like the entire four days. You know, Just like with the music and the way that it runs, all of that. It's a great like it's two minutes. Just spend two minutes watching what <laughs> oh, yeah. good editing what good editing can do. Yeah. For a game, it it's, doesn't tell you anything about what the game is about. No. It assumes you're already playing, but at least it's timed really well to the music. Yeah, like it's, it is it's a excellent. very well made. It's beautiful that way. Just go and watch all the trailers. You really should just go and watch that all too. the trailers of E of E three. Like, um, but yeah, I, I remember that was like really cool. Um, then a bunch of there was a bunch of gear stuff, battle toads. A very, a very minimal but, uh, nothing <laughs> Battletoads trailer. This is like, that? by the way, 2019, you might get a Battletoads game. Anymore. Hey, you might. At, at least now, all those GameStop employees who get called if they have Battletoads <laughs> can finally say yes. You say that, but the real question is going to be: You realize what that means is that when GameStop gets a phone call, it's going to be which one, yeah, exactly. and then you have to sit there and listen to the person on the other end and figure out what that question means. Yep. What do you mean, which one? <laughs> Talk, wait, which one? There's only one Battletoads. <laughs> nope, not To you, anymore, what does kid. that mean? What does the sentence, there's only one Battletoads, mean to you? <laughs> oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Jeez. <laughs> uh... But, yeah, um, Cuphead, I still haven't finished Cuphead, but, like, now I, I want to for the DLC. But I, I mean, add on, I, I appreciate I that. Like... The, I appreciate that the DLC is called... The delicious last course. Yes. <laughs> also known as DLC. Yeah, like, I exactly. like that. That's cute. Sure. Yeah, and also, Lady Chalice, new playable character, that also cool. That makes me very excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, it makes me excited because that might mean you can choose who you play as, and I would really like to play as Mugman because I love <laughs> Mugman. <laughs> um, but it's also that it, it's awesome that she's going to be in it. Like, mm. that that's cool. It's, it's cool that it's getting a DLC because... I did not think it would ever go past what it was. And it was I'm so big glad enough. It did. Like, I... Oh, my God. I'm so glad it did. Because did you hear about what the freaking stupid developers did? They, like, mortgaged their houses betting on this game. Really? For so oh, long. Yeah, it yes, was in development for so that. long yeah, through yeah, Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. And then they mortgaged their houses. Yeah. And they are just so lucky that the game was popular. Yeah. I can't finish <laughs> it. I'll probably never play it again. But I'm so happy you made your money back. Because you shouldn't do that, people. Yeah. I we're gonna mean, talk about passion, this in man. part. We're <laughs> gonna talk about in part two what artists should and should not do for money. Joseph, Joseph oh, Gordon-Levitt. We? we are Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> oh but we'll get into that. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, but but yeah. one of those things you should not do is mortgage your house. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just really happy that, like, I'm I'm really happy for the developer's sake that Cuphead is doing as as well as it is. Because yeah. it's not a game for me. Like I start, I bought it, played a little bit of it. I knew what I was getting into when I bought it, but it's a very difficult boss rush of a game. Not for me, I don't think, and mm. probably won't buy the DLC. But whatever. Like I don't. Again, I don't begrudge anybody who likes that game. I think it's perfectly. It's a very beautiful, very very good game. Yeah. I just can't. I can't play it. I'm bad at it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm bad so at it too. Bad. I'm like... so bad at it. I like it. I like it more because I just, I like the art of it. Is the thing like, right for me? A lot of games is art. Like, a, the reason why I like games is because of art. And it's it's 
Some of them I've never finished, but it's like, yeah, I still like you, though, because you're visually pretty cool looking. Um, like Ori. I can say I love Ori, but I've never finished it. Right. <laughs> like, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, other other things from Microsoft, uh, Captain Spirit looks pretty cute. Uh, yeah, we'll probably get into that in the, the square um, thing, but that's like, I like yeah. Life is Strange is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, that's really it. Microsoft was pretty straightforward and yeah. Really so let no me bullshit. let's see. <laughs> like, yeah, no, Microsoft puts on a good show. That's like oh, yeah. that's been the best thing. The last like two years, they were really good again because they've been struggling as they don't have as many exclusives as Sony and they don't have the the recognizable characters of Nintendo, and so they have kind of struggled. They've actually struggled for years. Like the Xbox division of Microsoft has been losing them money more often than it, it gains them. Mm. Um, I think when the Xbox 360 came out, they sold that thing for like $200 cheaper than they should have because yeah. just to make their money back because they were betting. And they were lucky that the 360 was very good. The Xbox One has not been as as popular. Yeah. And it sucks because uh, like we mentioned last week, they have the you know the disability adaptive controller, which is very good. I think that Xbox is perfectly fine like especially with like even the games that cross over all look beautiful um let's see the stuff that i saw that you didn't mention um they're remastering near automata oh, i yes. cannot yep. stress enough how many people need to play that game um if you if, if you look at that game and you're like you look at it and your first thought is oh robots are people i get that detroit become human just did that very badly now i understand i promise you that's not what that game is that is a game that looks at the, the idea of robots or people and the androids go, no, 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 we know we're not people, we're androids. We're a completely separate thing. We're still trying to figure out what our purpose is if all of the humans are dead, but we understand that we're not human. And it, from there, just expands and blows your mind with every playthrough. I, I cannot express how There's a portion of that game where you defeat a robot that is like kind of an opera singer, which is cool. Oh. I think other I think other games have done that. That's cool. But if you go back to the theater after that, the her robot minions are putting on a really bad version of Romeo and Juliet, Aww. just because they there's nothing else for them to do. <laughs> the woman that was running them is Jeez. dead, and there's nothing. And they're putting on this really silly version of Romeo and Juliet that is adorable. That's like great. that's pretty great. <laughs> I love that game. Um, Metro Exodus. I really oh, want to be yes. excited for because yeah. I have the other two Metro games, but I've never finished them. I've never. I might go back it. and finish them. It's it's Russian like Cold War sci-fi. Like it's something that yeah. most Americans never see. So I really like it. I just never finished the first one, and so I never played the second. But I really want to play the third because it looks like it's much more expansive, and I really hope I don't have to play the other two to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts later. Blah 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 blah. We have a few Division Two. I'm not super. <laughs> Division Two. We can talk about later. With, with later, because again. Uh, it got covered Tomb Raider's more. Gonna, yeah, Tomb Raider's going to come up later because that got covered in Square. Yep. Uh, there's no... Uh, do you know much about the Skate franchise? Skate 3 in particular, which is like the really popular one. It's kind of the um, answer to Tony Hawk. No, I mean, I know that you skateboard. But yeah. S- so, and so, so Session skate, is coming out The Skate out franchise... Now. Right. So the Skate franchise was like, is like this really popular, more quote-unquote, quote more realistic version of skateboarding than the Tony Hawk franchise. And it was like... You know, once Tony Hawk's branding is off of it, we can move on and do this thing. Skate 3 was hugely, hugely popular. And for like 15 years, people have been waiting for a Skate 4. Every E3, people are like, Skate 4 this year. EA's going to announce, or Microsoft is going to announce 
Skate 4 this year. Here it is, everybody. We're going to get so excited. And this trailer yeah, starts, and people are skateboarding. And I'm sitting here yeah. from from New Mexico. I can feel the energy from Los Angeles as an entire auditorium of people yep. in Microsoft are like, is this it? Skate 4? Is this Skate 4? Is this Skate 4? It gets to the end of a very short trailer and just says, session. And yep. moves on. No comment. No comment no. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. As soon as it started, I'm like, oh, okay, another skate game. Cool. So this might and be I'm the closest like, way. Yeah. So this might be the closest we get. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater is dead. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, bad. If you want to look up videos of that and watch people play it, that was a bad game. Tony Hawk Pro <laughs> Skater 5 was badly made. So bad. And so that franchise is dead. <laughs> and like skate. <laughs> We're never getting Skate 4, people. I don't care. I, I would rather be surprised another five years from now that Skate 4 is a thing than ever like go into another E3 expecting Skate 4. <laughs> Session is the next level. So here it is. I have no idea what it's about. I don't know what company is making it because oh. they didn't say. They... <laughs> I, I, can t I can tell you what it's about. It's about skateboarding, Zach. There we go. <laughs> so, like, this is it. If you want to play a skateboarding game, Session is the game coming out. That's all you get. Let's just see how it looks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Devil May Cry 5. That looked it. I've sure. never played Not a I've franchise I've ever gotten into. I've never gotten into that, that franchise, but I have, I have tried mm. DMC, which is the reboot that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. So Devil May Cry 4 came out, like, right before I got into college. So more than 10 years ago now. And then somewhere along the line, Capcom decided to reboot it, as many people in video games and movies try to do. And what is called literally like the actual title is DMC colon Devil May Cry. Dumb. So dumb. <laughs> um, is what like it, every it's like if an emo high schooler was told what Devil May Cry was about and made their own version of it. <laughs> but it's so good despite that like if you're someone like me that grew up with like pop punk and emo music yeah. and like like pseudo goth bs in all of this dmc is a great game there is a level in that game in which you are running along the chiron on a news feed so it's like the label at the bottom of a news feed fighting what is essentially bill o'reilly oh like they God. don't say it but it's essentially bill o'reilly so you're having a boss fight on a tv screen like mike tv running along the bottom of this giant screen <laughs> while a big fake bill o'reilly fights you oh, like, crazy. Oh, like they God. took dmc and was like what if dmc but also on acid like <laughs> and it's very good like it's very goofy it's very good it doesn't get the credit it deserves and even like this this press conference they came out and were like we're giving you the first proper dmc sequel in 10 years completely dismissing that dmc came out <laughs> completely dismissing that that reboot came out we're like no no we're just going to five now That's great. because when the reboot came out of course all of the fanboys of dmc one through four were like oh this isn't the game i had and why does dante have such a short emo haircut instead of a his long white hair and all this other stuff but it's a good game it's a good game that doesn't deserve the crap it gets and then dsf D dmc5 which just got premiered looks like they took a lot of the kind of jokey stuff from that because he's got this like mechanical arm and this like really badly southern accented woman talking about <laughs> how she's she gave him that arm and is his mechanic and all of that. Oh my god. Yeah. That was bad. Was I crazy. do a bad southern accent. This woman's was worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Oh my! Oh, it was so bad. Oh my god, I can't believe. Um, so again, if you're a fan of of Devil May Cry, guess what? you get a fifth one. Sure. Um, Congratulations. I, yeah. Um, let's see here. Why do I have? What did I write down? Oh strong God, corp, yeah. strong corporate inclusive attitude. What does that mean? Um, oh, because oh, they came the, out. Oh, the five the new, the five new developers. Is that was that? That, that? that might be it. Yeah. That? So they 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 had a mix of things. Like um, when they were talking about the charity and talking about how like people deserve. Oh, the studio. You know, it, you know, uh, yeah. So they did the charity thing and the studio thing, two separate things. Like the charity talk was all about how like anti-bullying campaign and probably because EA is the most bullied of every publisher out there. And <laughs> we're going to give a million dollars to this and that. I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you can give more money than that, EA, I promise. Um, but yes, they bought five stu- – well, they bought four studios and created a fifth. The yes. fifth being the initiative, which is like yeah. the most dystopian like video game name for a bad guy I've ever heard. <laughs> it's the initiative, which is just – you know, it's EA doing their own independent developer stuff. They bought a bunch of franchise, a bunch of uh, developers that I thought they already owned, like the people that make Forza Horizon. Yeah, that was that was been. very surprising. Apparently, they bought them. Didn't realize that. Uh, bought a few other people. I can't even remember because I was so distracted by oh, that I wrote whole them thing. Down. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, the initiative, Undead Labs, Playground Who makes, Games. Yeah, Undead Labs makes the State of Decay games. State yep. of Decay, do just count. Not a game I've ever played. Yep. Whatever. Um, um, playground Games. I think makes Forza. Yep, and Ninja yep. Ninja Theory, which makes actually great games. Ninja Theory's been around forever. Ninja <laughs> Theory, you made uh, Ninja Gaiden, which is like a huge yep. franchise in all of video game history. They also made Hellblade: Send It Was Sacrifice last year, mm-hmm. which was like thirty dollars, maybe an eight to ten hour campaign. Very very difficult combat to get through, but is all about um, like mental illness in the Celtic era. You're playing this woman yeah, from like I a Celtic tribe. That. It, the best thing about it, like there, there are you know any number of articles and, and people talking about you know whether or not it treats mental illness properly and historical this and that stuff that comes out with a lot of games like this and is worth reading because everybody should be informed about that stuff. But um, at the same time, video games still have not matured to the point where they can deal with that stuff properly. So I'm not surprised that they got a bunch of articles talking about how they did it wrong. But what might be the coolest thing about that game? Taking all of that criticism aside, the coolest thing about that game is you play it with headphones. It's There are very few games that I would say you should play with headphones. Mm. Sandy was sacrifice, you should. Because part of what it is is that she is uh, schizophrenic and hearing voices. Oh, okay. Uh, again, any number of reasons why they did this, they showed this wrong, but that is what it is. That is what it is. Uh, <laughs> but... But it's still a very good game mechanic yeah. in that as you're walking around, they used 3D sound to do it, you know, surround sound to yep. do it. So, like, when it sounds like there's different voices talking to you, they sound like they're coming from different Good places. Directions. And it That's is, cool. quite frankly, the most disturbing thing I've ever heard in a video game. I, like, I played it with headphones, and I could only play for an hour at a time because I would get so spine-tinglingly oh, creeped God. out yeah, by that crazy. game because it was, like... Because it's also this, like, half of those voices are encouraging you to keep doing what you're doing, and half of the voices are telling you that you're doing it wrong, and you don't know which ones to listen to. And it's just like, and it's just like, and they're whispering. They're not ever talking loudly. You're, like, in a fight, or you're running through 
from one thing to the next. And they're like, they're just like, yes, yes, the right direction. No, 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 don't go that way, you stupid idiot girl. Oh my God, wait, he's gonna come hit you this way. Oh, it's like, oh my Jesus. God, well, who do I listen to? <laughs> That's crazy. I now want to play it. Yeah, it's Jeez. very good. It's so very good. Oh my God. And the biggest thing is that Ninja Theory, like, is it again a, a company that's been around forever, mm. and, and in fact had another game premiere? I think in part two we'll talk about this with Sony. They're, they did that Neo game that is like Dark Souls but made by a different company. Yep. <laughs> Ninja Theory is the one. Ninja Theory is the one that made that. Um, and they sold the game for thirty dollars, and after like something like five hundred thousand copies of the game, they made their money back. Yeah. And so like they're also la- lauded as this company that like knows how to not completely destroy the lives of their developers while they do it and not push for these like massive amounts of sales figures they'll never get and so like they're they're a company that's definitely worth watching and the fact that microsoft just bought them of all people (laughs) is just like yeah no i like the idea that like i hope that microsoft does what they do with most of their indie people what ea does with their original people which is just let you kind of do what you're going to do. It's just that you're exclusive to Xbox when it, when your exactly. game comes out. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one was Compulsion Games. Uh, which I don't remember what they made. I'm so, not sure. no. um, the, la- um, the last thing on Microsoft that I want to bring up, if, if, if you're good, um, is Gears Pops. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about Cyber. That Cyberpunk came out too, but I want to talk about Gears Pops. Right? Oh yes, so, Cyberpunk. So Mike, so Gears of War yes. as a franchise, I'm pretty certain is like the only recognizable Microsoft franchise that exists. Like solo, like this is a mm-hmm. Microsoft franchise. Like I think Gears of War was an Xbox 360 yeah. launch title, well, and he- has remained exclusive to Xbox since then. And Halo isn't Halo exclusive? Uh, I mean, not. I mean, I mean, it is, but original Halo was xbox original like i yeah. think it was halo 3 that came out on 360 like like gears mm-hmm. of war was like the big, big xbox 360 this is the power of the next generation gotcha. game got you okay yeah. um, by the way made by the same company that makes fortnite which i think a lot of people don't like <laughs> think about but really? gears of war and wow. fortnite are, are are epic games developed um nice <laughs> yeah so uh, by the way my little note page for Microsoft has completely disappeared because I got so freaked out. Oh, here it is. I got so freaked nice. out by sending you a sacrifice that I threw the piece of paper I was hiding. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> That's, <laughs> great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so Gears of War came out with three games in this, um, in this conference. conference. Um, a tactics game for PC, which is, you know, like any other tactics game, you know, put all of your, like that mobile game we saw earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Gears 5, which looks actually it looks kind of interesting because it's a woman and a black guy at the lead for the first time. Yeah. Um, I played Gears of War 1, and I got so mad at the ending because I thought I was only halfway through the game when the game ended. It was this thing oh. where, like, like the, the very final level of... Spoiler for a 20-year-old game at this <laughs> point. Cannot believe that a 360 launch title is a 20-year-old game at this point, but moving on... Um, <laughs> Uh, it's this like train battle against one of the big bad guys and you get from one end of the train to the other and then you kill him. And I was like, okay, so what's next? It, the credits, credits were next. <laughs> the credits were next. And Jeez, after that, I was crazy. like, I I'm, I think that's it for me and Gears Games because I was just like so disappointed by how like, how like anticlimactic that end was. Because um, it wasn't like story-wise, like 
it wasn't projected that that's what I was going into was the final battle. So mad. But Gears of War 5, like, every time I see a commercial for a new Gears game, I'm like, oh, okay, they've ex- clearly expanded and figured out their storytelling way more. <laughs> I just... I just haven't been giving them the yeah, time of no. day to do it. I haven't owned an Xbox since the 360. So, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but what might be the dumbest game that they introduced was Gears Funko. That was it's a and it's a mobile game, I believe. I, it I, is. I think it's a mobile game. It's just like why. Funko what? wants to get into video games because they're already popular oh, as a buy me and stick me on your shelf type deal. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, I, I have Funko Pops. So, like, why why do you need a video game? They also have a documentary out now, too. It's like, this is weird. <laughs> this do is... They have doc- oh, they do. You're yeah. right. I was about to say, was it part of the Toys That Make Us series? But no, you're right. They have their own yeah. bespoke documentary out. Yep. I like Funko next to the next guy. I, I like, I've got two <laughs> like, yeah, uh, i don't have a thousand of them i got two i've got a geordie laforge and a deadpool what else do i need <laughs> like <laughs> i have i mean i have a, i have quite a few the, i have quite a few but it's because like they're characters that i like that i would right, like to have exactly. as but like they're they're people and if you collect them that is perfectly fine that is your prerogative i just can't see going out and collecting things that i don't even know about like like I, people would come into the game into GameStop and they would be like, "Oh yeah, I need this for my collection." I'm like, "Oh, like for a show or something." I'm like, "Oh yeah, you like that?" It, I think someone came in for like Walking Dead once, and I was like, "Oh, so you like The Walking Dead?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, I don't really watch it. I just collect the Funko." <laughs> I, I just like, like having the numbered Funko like, things in order. Like, that I don't get. But again, that's your prerogative. You do whatever makes you happy in this world. If collecting Funkos is that thing, then do it. That's all and the if, power to you. It's and just if like, Gears Funko makes you happy, I guess, play, play Gears Funko? I don't, I, guess. I don't know if... I don't know. It's interesting. I'm surprised that Gears is the first thing that they're doing it with and not like Marvel. Or, I think that's what threw me Star off too. Or Star Wars. Like... I think that's what threw me off too. Is I was like, Gears of War. Gears of War. Really? Yeah. Gears. Of... Gears. Gears is what Funko yeah. is gonna be as they're in yeah. to yeah. video games. It, it, I'm very is... surprised. Uh, it, like I said, it sh- should have or probably that... been smarter to do a Marvel one. Um, that's true, but at the same time, everybody would play it. <laughs> That's true, but at the same time, I mean, maybe that's the situation. Maybe they're concerned that if everybody plays it and it's bad, they don't. So they choose a market that's like smaller, popular, but smaller, yeah, but, not, but not not small. Exactly, smaller but not small. Where yeah. they can be like, okay, we're gonna choose because I mean, all this said and done, Xbox. Like I've been making fun of Xbox this whole night <laughs> about the fact that they're not like the most popular, but at the same time, they have their. They have people who will just buy Xboxes. Oh, yeah. There are people out there who have never thought to buy a Nintendo mm-hmm. or Sony system because Xbox is their thing. And there are people and, who love Gears Gears yeah. that much and, that they're like, I don't care it's more Gears. I don't care that it's a pop pop thing. Like, I mean, it's just to the more point time. where I'm pretty certain that Gears 5 is literally picking up the second after Gears 4 ended. Yeah. From what I've heard people talk about, like if your franchise, if you're willing to put the money into a franchise to do that, obviously there is an audience and might be weird to me that that there's an audience. But sure, there's an audience. (laughs) 
And if that audience is is happy with this and willing to give you a shot with these Funko things, like here here's the thing: if you came to me and we're like we're gonna do like a Fallout Funko game, I would be on that like on a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to defend Fallout 76 <laughs> from other Fallout fans because of how much I love Fallout. Like there are things that I love where you do something stupid like that and I'm all in. And so like if Gears has that audience, more power to you. Mm. Yeah, enjoy sure. it yeah, and then I, I guess if you guys make it work real well I'm gonna get Funko I don't know I'm gonna get Funko Nintendo in a second if we're like oh I mean the way God. that Nintendo, the way that Nintendo is working with Ubisoft there will be a Funko Nintendo game oh, you and they'll be like the next eight fighters in the next smash <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh God oh my God the Miiverse will be replaced by Funko Pop <laughs> <laughs> so fine like more power to you. Um, yeah, the last thing at, at Microsoft was the Cyberpunk 2077 um, reveal. Which I That's not even the reveal. People knew it was there, but it's the first real trailer um, from the same people that brought you The Witcher. Mm-hmm. The Cyberpunk 2077. I've listened to. Um, if you want more academic talks about these games and these conferences i I also uh encourage you to look for the waypoint radio podcast uh from waypoint um they are extremely intelligent people who have been at e3 and they every night they have done like a two to three hour podcast about the stuff that they watched um and also there's one of their writers daniel riando is from rhode island and went to rhode island college and anybody from rhode island yeah, anybody from Rhode Island deserves your 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 patronage. <laughs> um, um, and they have gone and, and seen the demos from 2077 as well, and it sounds really cool. So anybody out there who's played the Witcher games, um, I personally, I shouldn't even say, I, I was about to say I personally have a stake in them. I don't. It's not like I own stock in CD Projekt Red. <laughs> but they're a Polish company, um, the Sarowicz are a Polish family. And so, like, it's been exciting to watch a Polish developer become one of the biggest like independent developers of all time right now like the witcher series the witcher 3 specifically has been huge um and also they've done this really excellent thing where like their dlc is free so if you buy the witcher 3 game of the year edition you get everything and it is usually like i think it's like 50 bucks regularly and it is almost always on sale for 20 bucks somewhere because that game is like four years old Yes. And so to get like <laughs> Polish, like Polish folklore, The Witcher was a Polish fantasy series, and then they developed it into this like massive game franchise. Uh, the Witcher Three being the pinnacle of that franchise, it's great. Everybody should play that. And so the idea that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, like sci fi RPG stuff being made by them, that's right at my core. I'm always a sci fi person more than a fantasy person. Um, I'll take Fallout over Elder Scrolls any day, even though Elder <laughs> Scrolls is a very good series. I will take Fallout hands down. Um, I just love sci-fi more than fantasy. I always have. So Cyberpunk 2077, also a book series. Um, I think one of them was called oh, like really? Cyberpunk 20. Yeah, like one of them is called Cyberpunk 2020. Hmm. They all go through different years. I think there's also a role-playing game based off of them. And so that's kind of what all of this is based Jeez, on. Crazy. It's going to be a massive first person shooter style rpg so i don't know how how big the rpg elements are of it versus the the just first person shooter elements but you get to create your own character 
God, I hope I get to make the character that's the Asian woman doing her makeup and having no bottom of her face. That was I don't know crazy. If, I saw, yeah, I, if you haven't watched the trailer uh, for Cyberpunk 2077, do it. Watch it because it's amazing. It's just different little vignettes and shots of different what you would call a cyberpunk aesthetic thing. And one of the best shots is this, this Asian woman doing her, her like eyeliner. And then as it pulls out, she's the bottom of her face is clearly cybernetic and missing. It's the greatest yeah, reveal. Was, it was crazy. It's amazing. It was, I was like, oh my God, okay, we're in this now. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> like, and there's like, there's people that are just like, here's my whole silver body. And like, yep. here's my whole, there's a shot really beautifully done, beautiful cinematography in this trailer where there's a guy in a plane and he's like on his laptop and in the background just out of focus you see this guy who has different tubes stuck in his face attached to something else in the plane and his face is on fire it's just like clearly something is going wrong the stewardess is running from the sides to like figure out what's going on and it's so quick it's like a it's like a five second never, part of this trailer yeah, yeah, you just look in the background. It's just like he's out of focus the entire time, but it's just like this guy just like writhing and screaming as this like fire's coming out of his face with these tubes coming out and people all wondering what's going on. And then it pulls out and there's just this guy that's like laptop, not even caring, <laughs> not paying attention because like, yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, that's the you know, world it's we just live a, in now. Yeah, that's exactly. People's face catch on so, fire. So I'm very excited because they do excellent storytelling. Witcher 3 is considered one of the um, top tier, like diamond pinnacles of video game storytelling. Um, it's you know it's funny and it's dramatic and it's crazy and it's it's great. Um, so so to see them do sci-fi and to set that in, I think it's New York, twenty seventy-seven. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Um, something like that. Yeah. Like like I'm excited. For it looks that. like New York. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm very excited for that because I I trust them as a developer. You know, their big things are like, they do things like, um, actually in the code, uh, if you were watching the, um, the conference of this, what happened was that the, E3, the Microsoft E3 press conference ends. And they're like, okay, we're going to move on to something else now. And all of a sudden it glitches out, which is not new. People have done this before to do surprise reveals. And it goes through this weird like code list. Yeah, and it says, there's like, yep. the E3 trailer. And yep. all this. But in the background, very faintly, it's showing a letter of something, like just like a whole giant letter of things. And people have gone through the trouble to transcribe that because they're like, well, none of these things happen by accident. You don't go to you don't go to a Super Bowl ad without knowing what you're doing. Yeah. And you don't go to an E three surprise reveal without every single aspect of that being manufactured for something. Oh yeah. No. And so so people have like if you switch the image into negative and you blow it up to this font size, you can see the letter and it's like CD project red being like, okay, we know you have questions about this game and it's been a while. So let's just answer a few things here We're no one will see them because they're behind this screen. And like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, there's no DRM. You're going to be able to download this thing, whatever. There's going to be a bunch of updates and they're all going to be free. Uh, there is character creation and there's like, this is this, this is, you know, the scope of the game, all of this stuff <laughs> that they just like hid behind a thousand other things. And we're just like, we know people will be obsessive enough to figure this out That's and they'll, awesome. they'll, they'll get to it later. That's so awesome. that was a great way. That was a great way to end the Microsoft conference. Again, I think the first, the, um, the console conferences always kind of know how to do this. I'm going to have some word for Sony in the second part to this, but 
the conference, the, the console conferences know what they're doing because they're playing to a much wider audience than the publishers. Um, oh, yeah. you know, EA, EA knows their audience. EA knows that people love their sports games and their war games, and that's what they focus on. And Mew and me didn't really mesh with that yeah, no. because those aren't our games. Exactly. Um, but Microsoft is like, we need to appeal to every single person who's buying an Xbox. And they go all out, and they have massive crowds, and they have these cool visuals. And I love that they try every year because they are just like, please buy an Xbox yeah, every yeah, year. Yeah. The problem is that I have a PC, and I don't need to buy an Xbox for most of their stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's very true, but, unfortunately. But, say, but unfortunately, but but I appreciate it. I like I appreciate that. Like I don't think Xbox has been a profitable profitable division of Microsoft for more than a decade yeah and yet every year phil spencer who's that guy who was like the only ea guy the like the only microsoft guy to go out on stage like he's he goes out there every year smiling and happy and pushing for xbox i think he really loves xbox i think he just is like like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry phil that you're not playstation But that was that. So that was that was Microsoft. Um, like three hours later, we got Bethesda. Yes. Which so I um after EA and Microsoft, I wasn't really able to um watch the the press conferences, so I just kind of kept up with Twitter notifications. Okay. Um, and then I would watch the trailers afterwards. Right. Bethesda. The biggest thing from Bethesda for me was Rage Two. And okay. them calling out Walmart was super fun. Oh my god! So here's the thing. So <laughs> I love I love Bethesda. Bethesda is probably one of my favorite just publishers of all time. I, I like I said last week, uh, Fallout Three is the reason that, that I'm back into video games the way I am. The reason probably that this podcast exists <laughs> and that we're talking about E3 right now can come back to Bethesda. Yep. Um, I got you. And this is their third year doing a conference. Mm. Um, their first year, and it was really interesting because their first year, no one knew what the hell they were doing. Like, they were like, Bethesda's doing an E3 conference. What? Why? <laughs> what is Bethesda? Bethesda has like two franchises. What are they doing? And in 2015, or 2015, yeah, 2015, 2016, whatever the hell it was, they come out and they go, here's Fallout 4. Here's Fallout Shelter, the biggest mobile game of all time. Here's um, we're bringing back Doom because we bought id Software like five years ago and we made them make Rage and we're sorry. So we let them make a new <laughs> Doom game. We're bringing back Quake, which even though I don't think Quake Champions has officially come out, it's still somehow like a giant conference they do every year. I haven't figured out what they're doing with Quake, but they own it because... They own it. They bought it. So they bought, they own Quake. So they do that. Like they came out or just like out the gate. Like here's a bunch of stuff. Oh, and by the way, we're putting out a new Wolfenstein game that is going (laughs) to completely change the direction of what Wolfenstein means to people. (laughs) Like that was, that was Bethesda's first conference at E3, like Fallout 4, Wolfenstein, like a new Wolfenstein and like Quake and Doom and all of these giant, giant Hail Marys that if they didn't land them, were going to get them screwed. Yeah. And they landed on every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the the problem is that you know they're a developer. I mean, they publish, they've they've gotten a couple of smaller things, like they own Arcane, who makes the Dishonored games, and they own 
or like the, and they've partnered with I, I don't know uh, id they technically own and id publishes their stuff but like bethesda for the most part has a handful of franchises and they run on a cycle where it's like every three to four years you can expect something from them so great first opening last year pretty good because i really liked wolfenstein 2 and i really liked prey but not as strong as their first and then this year is like like everyone please strap in we promise there's something good coming <laughs> like it, and it happens because that's just what like publishers especially like or um developers especially because publishers publishers have eight different people working for them like ea can come out every year and be like here's eight different franchises with the game coming out this year from eight different development teams Bethesda can come out and be like, we've got three people and they're all really busy and we just need you to strap in because I promise it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and, and, it, and I am always willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because there are very few Bethesda games that have ever come out that I didn't enjoy every minute of playing. I'm currently replaying um, New Vegas from Fallout because it's my favorite of their Fallout games they've ever put out. And after this weekend, I went, I should really load up New Vegas again because I haven't <laughs> played it in a while. Like, and that, that's what they're really good at. They're good at reminding you of the stuff you really like from them. Yeah. And I think it's because there are two main guys that come out every year or every other year, in Todd Howard's case, um, that they really like. There's Pete Hines, who is the guy that opened the thing and made the, the Walmart Canada joke. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Hines is like their head of marketing, and he's there every year. He is there their E3 host, he is the guy that comes out, he's the face of the company for the most part, and he puts in the work every year. Todd Howard, who is like the creative director of like Fallout and, Old, and Elder Scrolls, he comes back every other year, every two years, when there's an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout game worth talking about, and he gets, as you saw, a like rock star yeah. introduction. That was crazy. <laughs> like... but before any of that, we got a literal rock star introduction yep. to Bethesda. So Pete Hines comes out, makes a joke about Walmart Canada leaking Rage 2 on them, and then introduces Andrew WK to come out and do a live performance for Rage 2 trailers we've already seen. Yep. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was really good, and he didn't get the he didn't get the delivery he deserved. Yeah. The crowd felt Did like not. nothing yeah, from him. No. I have a theory about that. I have a theory about okay. that, which is that this was their plan all along. Their plan was for Pete Hines to come out and be like, "Hey, you know that game series we made like ten years ago that nobody cared about." We made a really wacky sequel to it. And you know how we're going to introduce that? We're going to bring out Andrew WK, who for no reason is willing to come out here and do a live performance for a video game reveal. <laughs> and that, that crowd would have gone buck wild, oh, would yeah. have gone crazy if, that, if they did not know that game was already coming out. Exactly. People and Walmart probably... Canada fucked them so many ways yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, it was still awesome. I loved it. But I yeah. loved it too. <laughs> I, love, I love Andrew WK. I think it was a great performance. He tried so hard to get that crowd pumped and it, it was just like, you, it was just like, oh God, like the second he stepped down on stage, I think I, this was part of my Bethesda, my Bethesda thread on Twitter. Like, if you all want to know, I'll, I'll 
figure out a way to show you all those threads. But my Bethesda thread, like, there's one that just goes, oh, God, I just had the dawning realization that this was supposed to be a surprise. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's upsetting. <laughs> uh, but Rage 2 looks very cool because it reminds me of Bulletstorm, which is crazy. But it, also, it, made it by, did... also made by id. Also, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, so... <laughs> yeah, no, they make very good games. They make, yeah. like, I, I I understand where Rage came from. So Rage came out very close after um, Bethesda bought id Software. And I think a lot of people saw that and went, oh, my God, we're going to get new Quake and Doom games. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And what got introduced was Rage. <laughs> and I think what happened was Bethesda was like, do something new. Like, just take whatever you want to do. And do something new and try something new because it, you know, for years had, I think, been struggling and was like trying to get out of that mold of being like the Doom people. And so Rage is this weird, weird mix of like Doom and Fallout and like a lot of their games, you know, takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. Main character came out of a vault, basically. (laughs) And it's like so hard to be like it's so hard to kind of sell that game. Like it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game. And also the first person you meet is voiced by John Goodman. Everybody oh, should at least well, go watch a playthrough. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Sold. <laughs> Everybody at least should go watch a playthrough of rage. Sold. Cause it's, cause it is like a B level just shooter. Like yeah. it's very good. It feels very good, but it's just not, I don't know. It just isn't what it is. Like <laughs> they tried, they tried and it flopped. So I'm not surprised that Rage 2 is being developed by a completely different studio. The people that are bringing us Just Cause 4, which we'll talk about at some point, and um, the Mad Max game, and also they're doing something else. Like Avalanche all of a sudden is like doing five games. Um, (laughs) And it is like working on Quake and probably, oh, Doom Eternal, which got introduced. The new new Doom game, which is like a remake of Doom 2, which also looks excellent. but yeah, Bethesda is is great with that stuff where they're just like, we're going to come out here. We know what this is. This is marketing to an audience. They know they only started three years ago. So they know that they are marketing not only to the press that comes to this thing, but to a an audience that is watching on Twitch. And so, you know, Pete Hines comes out, you know, open, open short sleeve college shirt with a Stanley Cup thing underneath looking like you're. Yeah. Dumb uncle, <laughs> looking looking like your goofy uncle that likes video games just like you do. That was super um, you know, they talk about uh, let's see, they talk about Rage Two. They talk about their updates, their online stuff. You know, Elder Scrolls Legends, which yep. is pretty good card game. Also, it's coming to Switch later this year, which means it's beating Hearthstone, which is the online card game I play yep. from Blizzard, and is from the World of like Warcraft universe. <laughs> but I love Hearthstone. Hearthstone's a great game. I, I like Legends too, and I think the fact that, that Bethesda's getting to switch before Hearthstone is a big deal. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. as much as I don't think Legends is as big as they want it to be, I the fact that they're coming to switch first is huge. Um, and also, Elder Scrolls Online. Again, not a game I play, no. a game that launched really roughly. A lot of people really didn't like it when it first launched, but people who stuck with it insist that it's gotten phenomenally better. Um, they talk about how it's growing every year. Good. Sure. <laughs> More power to you. It probably makes you money to keep doing things like yeah. put out games like Prey and Rage 2. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, anything that gives Bethesda more money to do dumb shit, I'm happy for. <laughs> well, there you um, go. 
the Quake Champions thing came out. Did you think that guy was as awkward as I did? I I didn't get to see it. Oh, that's right. Okay, so the Quake Champions guy comes out. So Quake Champions is weird because they announced it last year or the year before, and it's like, I don't know if that game is out yet. Let me put it that way. Okay. I cannot tell <laughs> if you can go buy Quake Champions because they keep saying things like early access, but they also say things like tournament. And it's like, wait, hold on. Is there a Quake tournament or is Quake Champions in early access? Because I don't know if you can do both. And yet they're like, yeah, no, you can get Quake Champions for free and join our beta and then you'll have it forever when yeah. the game comes out. It's like, wait, you just talked about a tournament for like 10 minutes. I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> But, again, there's, there's an audience out there that loves it. Quake is the original Overwatch. Uh, for anybody out there that doesn't know what Quake is. Uh, Quake and the like, Unreal Tournament, also made by the people who make Fortnite. I, I'm really pushing the fact that the people who make Fortnite are not a small company, because I'm going <laughs> ab- to complain about them in part two of this a lot. And I want people to understand that they're a very big company. Um, t- like Quake and, and Unreal are the original Overwatch, where it's like you've got a set of characters with specific abilities who, you know, fight each other. Yeah. yeah. They're the original versions of that. Hmm. You know, when, and again, id Software, who made the original Doom, made the original Wolfenstein, bought by Bethesda, now, you know, runs Quake tournaments every year and probably makes more money than they know what to do with on that. And yet, no one knows about them. <laughs> um, they also talked about their VR stuff. Oh, not a big okay. VR person. I've got nope. glasses, and so I've never tried VR. Yeah, no. So, VR is very difficult when you have glasses. Yeah. Uh, I've tried it, and it sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they also announced Prey DLC, which looks really cool. Um, I, I want to push how many people should be trying Prey. I think for like 40 bucks, you can get Prey plus all of its DLC now. It's not yeah. an expensive game. Um, it's very cool. It's very different from what the marketing suggests, but like... The biggest push I have for uh, Prey is that they give you a gun called the glue gun, and you can use that to break the entire game. Because nice. there are there are things in that game where it's like, oh, this is too high up for you to get to right now, or this is too this to get to. It's like, no, I'm going to use this glue gun to create a staircase and get up there. Fuck you. We'll talk about this later. And like you can, it's also a game where they give you the option to become a mimic, which is one of the, the many different bad guys in that game that can become anything. The yep. whole thing is a mimic is that you don't know what it is, and so it can just jump out at you at any time. You can gain that ability, and so you can run around that game for a good 10, 20 minutes as a coffee cup. Yeah, exactly. I saw that in um, a and gameplay video. It is so fun because no, it's that's like I can't fantastic. get. Yeah, because it's like I can't get through this crack, but you know what can get through this crack? A uh, pen. Uh, yep. I'm gonna go become a can, a pen, <laughs> and then you get through the door. <laughs> it's yeah, so good. Cool. It's so beautiful. Also, they do this wonderful thing where you get to choose at the beginning if you're a man or a woman. Yep. You're you're named Morgan, no matter Regardless. what, because Morgan yeah. is a a an uh, androgynous name, yep. and also there is a side story where Morgan was having an affair with a woman, and that does not change whether you are a man or a woman. You are always having this affair with this woman in engineering. Nice. <laughs> it's a very it's very good. That's pretty cool. Uh, I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, they also so getting onto the big games, they announced Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, so anybody who's never, anybody who hasn't played Wolfenstein since the original games in like the eighties and early nineties, 
when Bethesda decided, uh, Bethesda works with a company called Machine Games. Machine Games, when they decided they were going to remake the Wolfenstein franchise, they decided that they were going to go. Let me think. If Inglorious Bastards decided that we were going to go hyper violent and also just like, wouldn't it be cool if Americans hunted Nazis? Um, oh. <laughs> Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein, the new order, which is the, the one that machine games rebooted when, what if we did that, but also the guy doing it kind of new poetry. And so BJ Blazkowicz became this guy who was not just a meathead, like hmm. meathead soldier going in and killing Nazis. He was also the type of guy who would go through, kill a bunch of Nazis and go, now is the winter of our discontent. I yeah. don't understand. Like, what do these Nazis even think about? Because this is the deep, dark secrets of man. Like, it was like yeah. so corny, but so good at the same time. Because it was like, just like, sometimes a meathead soldier is also like a literate, like smart dude. Some like sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he's also a meathead. Yeah. Let me be sure. He's also a giant fucking meathead. <laughs> But he's a meathead that's red like Catcher in the Rye and Robert Frost. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> and and like like Wolfenstein the New Order really took this idea of like let's do a really mature version of the like American soldier going in and taking down the Nazi regime. And it's it's fantastic. It has again, going back to Inglorious Bastards, there's a scene in that first Wolfenstein game that they made. That I think like is the epitome of what they were going for. It opens up, and you're on this like Nazi train trying to cross a border. So you're pretending to be a Nazi. Like the big thing, they even joke about the fact and, and comment on the fact that B.J. Blazkowicz is a very like tall, buff, blonde-haired, blue-eyed American dude yeah. that looks like the Aryan dream, but he's also half Jewish. Yep. And like, there is a scene where you get on this train, and you are in a Nazi uniform, hiding out on this Nazi train, your Jewish-Polish girlfriend is in the, the sleeper car hiding, and you're just, in the tr you're just in the meal car trying to get a cup of coffee for you two. Oh, and you start out, and, he's, and you fight with the coffee machine. He's sitting there trying to get the coffee machine to work. It's like 1962, and this is like a proto like espresso machine with like eight different levers. And he's like fighting with it to the point where like he sets the coffee to go, and it overflows, and he pushes another coffee cup in, and that overflows. He pushes another coffee cup in, and he's like, what the fuck is with this thing? And he's fighting with it. And he gets everything on a tray, and he goes to get out, and one of the, the big bads, uh, very much like um, Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards yeah. is uh, Fraulein. Oh, I forget her last name. Badass woman, badass Nazi woman. Um, terrible, terrible, horrible Nazi woman stops you and is like, sit down with me for a second. We're going to do, we're going to do a test. I want to show you the test that I give to people to determine if they're Jewish and then I kill them if they fail. Oh, God. And she's like, I'm going to show you a series of images. And whatever one you react to the most is going to tell me how Jewish you are. And so Jeez. it is a like five to ten minute sequence of sitting at this coffee, like this table with this woman and she's showing you these things. And it's like, look at look, which one, which one gives you the most reaction. Look at the one that gives you the most reaction and look at this one or look at that one. And if you fail, she kills you. And then the scene starts over. <laughs> God. So you have to look at the terrible ones 
It's like, this is a Jewish dead body and this is a flower. Which one excites you more? Yeah. It's like, you better be the Jewish dead body because they will kill you if it's the flower. That's crazy. Yeah, like that's that's where they took that's Wolfenstein. <laughs> that's where they took Wolfenstein of all things. And like Wolfenstein 2 went even crazier where they're like like half the game you are crippled. Your your health is halved because you're put in a wheelchair yeah, and you don't the, have a power suit. That and was so the like coolest thing to me is that like, yeah. oh, okay. All right, next level. How are you? <laughs> so Wolfenstein Youngblood is okay. 10 years from that. So the first game takes place in like 1962. It actually is great because it starts off as a very basic Wolfenstein level. You're going through a castle doing a first person corridor shooter thing like any of the old Wolfenstein games. But the, that sequence ends with you getting shot in the head and thrown in the ocean. And then you get saved by the, the woman who his girlfriend is a nurse. He sticks you in a like retirement home and the opening credits are 14 years of B.J. Blazkowicz sitting in a wheelchair in this like invalid hospital watching the world go by and watching America lose World War II and the Nazis rise. And so when when that game starts, it's like 19 it's like late 50s, early 60s in World War II. We lost. America is gone. Europe is gone. Nazi Germany has won and taken over the world. And that is World War that that is Wolfenstein. And Wolfenstein 2 is you go to America and try to create the American resistance in the 60s. Yeah. And so, and it's got this great imagery of the 60s and 70s and it's all really cool. Wolfenstein Youngblood is 20 years after that. It's now the 80s and it's BJ's twin daughters going through American blonde like oh, style gosh. Nazi murder. <laughs> Jeez. It is a game that you can play single player or multiplayer with with a friend and it's just like it's you it's you and your sister going through That's crazy. <laughs> like 80s France. That's <laughs> just... crazy. So good. I'm so excited for that because the trailer is so badass. It's like it starts off and it's like one of the sisters is like doing push-ups in this grimy farm and another one's like off in the woods like shooting bottles off of like a fence and it's just like we're gonna go kill a bunch of fucking Nazis. <laughs> and even Pete Hines. So then it, it ends and Pete Hines turns around and goes, that's right. You not only get young blood, but you're gonna get um, Wolfenstein VR, I forget what they called it, but Wolfenstein VR, where you're going around and you're hacking into the different Nazi machines that oh, you wow. see throughout the game and then turning on their masters. And he says what might be the best line ever, which is, in our continuing effort to let you kill Nazis in just about any console and form that we can let you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> Oh man! Jeez. So I'm excited for that because, like the like machine games, like very clearly, is like we have a we have a trilogy for you know Wolfenstein New Order, Wolfenstein New Colossus, and then a third game. And Young Blood looks like it's going to be the bridge to that third game. We, I don't know how long that's going to be or how much it's going to cost, but I love the idea of just being <laughs> like two. There's these two women just going through France, killing Nazis in the resistance. That's crazy. Like that's, that's fantastic. Pretty that's pretty sweet. Um, uh, let's see. And then we also got, before I get into Fallout 76, which is going to probably be the thing I talk about a lot, um, there's, they, they gave us two very small teasers through title cards, which is a new franchise called Starfield, which has been rumored for as many years as New Vegas has been out, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah, people have been expecting this forever. Every Again, it's one of those games that like every E3, they're like, 
Bethesda's going to announce Starfield. Like when Bethesda was like, we're running our own conference, people were like, oh my God, they're going to end that conference by announcing Starfield. Because why else would they do that? It's like, well, because they've got Fallout 4 coming. Come on, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. <laughs> so people have been waiting for that for years. It's, it's going to be just, you know, it's another RPG that's going to be like, like, whoa. Oh. That was a weird glitch. Don't we're good. Know what that was. <laughs> nope. We're good. Uh, but again, another RPG like Fallout or Elder Scrolls, but this one takes place in space somewhere. We don't know what yet. We don't know anything about it. We just know it's coming because they were sick of people asking questions. Uh, we're also getting Elder Scrolls 6 sometime. Yes, yeah. Probably after Starfield, they said. Uh, my, my suspicion on that is that it will be a, if not a launch title, it will be within the first year of the new Xbox and PlayStation coming. Because both of them have pretty much mentioned that sometime in the next, like, three to five years, we're going to see their new official consoles. Yeah. Um, announced, if not premiered. So I, I suspect that Elder Scrolls Six will be at the start of one, if not both of those. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. They're just not even bothering with yeah, like no. PS4, Xbox One anymore. Um, Starfield, we might see before that happens, but Elder Scrolls, almost definitely. Um, but the biggest thing that they announced and that they took the most time on started with the rock star introduction of Todd Howard, everybody's favorite gaming uncle. <laughs> like, <laughs> Todd Howard is this crazy, weird rock star because all he ever does is announce Elder Scrolls or Fallout games, and yet every year everyone wants to see him. Yeah. And it's because he is the greatest salesman that Bethesda could have ever hired. He's worked with Bethesda for 25 years, worked his way up. He's like their creative director on their two biggest franchises, and his whole job is to just sell whatever next big franchise game is coming out. Um, so he spends a good like 20 minutes explaining what fallout 76 is this online game, which we all kind of knew already that it was going to be this online only game. You'd come out of the vault, you stake your claim in the land. They're going to, and then there's some quests, but mostly you're just going to be fighting each other for staking your claim. Sure. I actually like that idea. A lot of people don't. A lot of people want that single player thing. I promise you fallout five will come after elder Scrolls six. Like they will never abandon this franchise in any way. And quite frankly, if 76 flops, they'll go back to single player. Like everybody that's complaining about this game right now, just don't buy it. Because I know what you're actually going to do is you're going to complain about it and then go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like the idea. Like I like, like I can wrap my head around the idea that anybody coming out of a vault after 20 years and like their, their main mission is I need to rebuild society. Like, I get that within the Fallout universe that has been built. Like, I get what they're doing. But what might be the dumbest, might be the worst, might be the best idea that they ever had was that within this map, so it's six or seven sections, it's four times the size of the map of Fallout 4, which yeah. they've said stuff like that before. That doesn't always mean literal sizes. Like, when Fallout 4 came out, they were like, oh, yeah, it's like four times the size of Skyrim. But it's like, no, it's smaller than Skyrim. There's just more stuff to do. <laughs> um, so we don't know Great the actual switch. size of the map yet. Yeah, we don't know the actual size of the map yet. But what they said is it's split into six or seven areas, and in at least, at least once in all of those areas, there is a nuke being hidden. Oh, wow. And if you can break your way into the nuke facility, you can set that off and destroy a section of the map, basically. Oh. 
you'll get really good loot That's from it, but also you have to destroy all of the work of all of these people that have put their work into this area of the map. Because they, they're bringing in the, the base building aspects that came from Fallout 4, the like community building, base building aspects that they introduced in Fallout 4. That's going to be a big part of 76, where you stake out your claim and then build, build a base from there. That can be nuked at any time if someone can get into a new facility and set one off and aim it yeah, well enough. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. It's crazy, but also, that's what nukes do. Like, like Accurate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we live in a world right now where someone, we don't like to think about it. People in the 80s thought about it a lot more. But we live in a world right now where someone could set off a nuclear bomb and everything's gone. That just is what it is. Exactly. And yeah. so, like, it's I insane. actually kind of love the idea that someone could do that on a map and be like, yeah, no, I broke into this facility and I just destroyed all your shit. What are you going to do about it? And I like the idea of a bunch of really angry people being, what we're going to do about it is kill you now. And we're just going <laughs> to... Like that's, I don't think so that, I could ever play that because it's I like mean, if the, I worked that hard on something <laughs> and then someone just came up and fucked the whole thing, it's like yeah, and I'm done with this. Goodbye. Yeah. That, and that like, might be what happens. Here's the thing: that might be what happens, and Bethesda has to go. Well, that was a bad idea, and never go to it again. But if enough people keep doing that, that's going to be their plan going forward. Exactly. So like I like I oh my god it's so bad and so dumb and so lovely at the same time I love all of it <laughs> and I'm excited I'm gonna try it like I I guarantee you I'm gonna buy this game and try it it's gonna be like Sea of Thieves where like it was really novel for like a week and then I got bored playing by myself and never touched it again and I'm never gonna regret a second of buying it because I'm a giant fucking nerd for <laughs> fallout and like i just don't care oh man happens, man <laughs> yeah uh so we got that we got a new mobile game uh elder scrolls blades yep which is a full rpg that can be played um oh god he made a jerk off joke so oh, um really? it can be played in portrait mode or landscape mode because if you're playing in portrait mode, you can play with one hand, so the other hand is free to do whatever. And then he looked at the crowd and went, "You degenerates." I meant, <laughs> I meant so you, I meant so you could carry stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> and the collective world went, Todd. <laughs> no, <laughs> Todd literally looks like if Todd Flanders from The Simpsons was made a human <laughs> being and grew up to be a, an adult. Oh you don't get to make that joke, oh Todd. My god. You know. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, <laughs> but that's cool. Like, I like that idea that they're moving into the mobile market and, like, yeah. they're doing RPG stuff with it. Like, Fallout Shelter is cool, but it looks like a lot of other mobile games where you build your base and things are timed and all this other stuff. Like, Blades being, like, this, like, oh, no, we created, like, a story. You know, um, those of you that don't know, which I assume might mean Dale, uh, the Blades true, are, like, a true. secret... So in the world of the Elder Scrolls, uh, Oblivion and Skyrim and Morrowind and all that, um, the Blades are like the king's like secret order, basically. Like there's bodyguards, there's his spies, all of that. Um, and so like the story that they pitched was that you are in exile from this group, sent back to your town, uh, your whatever your hometown is, and that's been destroyed by whoever the bad guy is in this story. It's completely devastated. And so you go out and do dungeon runs and you go out and do quests and rebuild the town however you want, like, you know, that basic mobile game stuff. 
but also like you get to go and do a dungeon run and yeah. attacks like literally attack skeletons and stuff like it's not just timed you're going out in real time getting into fights with like different creatures and stuff like that like looks really cool and you have an inventory and character creator and skill trees and all this stuff all the stuff that comes with an elder scrolls game so and i have no idea what it's going to cost you can sign up for a beta of it and get into it you can sign up for a beta of fallout 76 as well right now in different ways and get into those but God knows what those prices or release dates are going to be. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think seven, Fallout 76 comes out in November, like I think the week after the election, yep. which I love because I think they did the same thing with um, Fallout 4, which was like a month before the last election, where they were just like, we know you need something. <laughs> we know you need some escapism, so just here's the thing right around the bad times. Uh, <laughs> and that's pretty much it for Bethesda. Like, I, I really like them as a company. Like I said, uh, Pete Hines and Todd Howard are like if you're it's they're like those uncles that are like really into rock music. Yeah. But never had kids. So they're <laughs> just like every time they come in, they come to like a family gathering. They're like they're about half a step dressed down from everybody else. Yeah. And they're drinking all of your beer <laughs> and they're like, oh, let's put on let's put on like cheesy TV or. <laughs> Let's drink all of this Budweiser and let's talk about like rock this. music. Yep. Yeah, let's talk about rock music and Star Wars. Like those are that's what these two guys look like, and they are like the faces of Bethesda. And every year, it is a delight to see them because it is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> because they bring cheesy jokes and they bring the stuff you want to talk about. Like they, exactly. you want to talk about Fallout? Let's talk. Let's talk to Uncle Todd about Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was Bethesda. Uh, last thing of the night was Devolver. I'm not going to go very long on this. Devolver is weird. Um, Devolver's an indie publisher, mid-tier. They put out great games every year. Uh, the Serious Sam franchise they picked up years ago, and they just recently announced a new one of those. Um, they put out a great RPG about two months ago called Minute, which is every 60 seconds your character dies and resets back at their house. Oh. And so, like, you have to go learn about, like, it might take you a full minute to learn about a quest. You die, and then you take the next minute to actually do that quest. And, like, it's, it's really cool. Um, it's, it's, like, old, like, super, uh, not even Super Nintendo, original Nintendo, like, black and white, black and white screen. It's, it's really interesting. Um, everybody should go check out that. Uh, they also put That's out really the cool. Hotline Miami games, which came out, um, two came out a couple years ago. Uh, the first one came out maybe a year or so before that and really blew people away because they were this really, um, you know, everything was handcrafted. It wasn't procedurally generated or anything, but it was this thing where, like, you would break into a house, kill everybody in this ultra-violent way, collect a bunch of stuff, and go and do these weak, weird hits. And the game was making this kind of whole meta-narrative discussion about video game violence around wow. that. And, like, the second game really ramped that up by, like, giving you multiple characters to play as and giving each of them, like, these separate stories all about how their lives had become ultra violent oh, because wow. they're really terrible people in a lot of ways it's really interesting like the hotline miami series is a really interesting series uh, i think that's where devolver really came into their kind of came into their prominence because hotline miami blew up um this year and last year what they did was they rented quote unquote who knows if they actually did this quote unquote rented space across the street from e3 and their whole thing is pre-recorded 
it's like it's like if Adult Swim put on an E3 press conference yeah. because it's 20 minutes long. It's pre-recorded. It is a complete joke on the rest of E3. Uh, they have this woman come out. Her name is Nina Straushammer, I want to say. I forget okay. her last name. Wonderful actress. Actress sells this like crazy, but comes out and is like, I'm the CEO of, of Devolver. We're going to give you ultraviolence. We're going to give you loot boxes. We're going to give you microtransactions, and you're going to take it because you don't have any other options. Nice. Like, like they're really, they, their whole thing is just like poking fun at all of the stuff that comes out. It's like, we've got corporate synergy, like all of those like big corporate words. Yeah. And last year ended with her head exploding. Oh, like wow. they were just like, yeah, they were just like, she's like going through this whole speech. Her nose starts bleeding and then all of a sudden her head explodes. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh. We get the joke now. Well, there we go. The thing was this that's year, crazy. kind of the same jokes. And I uh, wish it wasn't. That sucks. <laughs> In the same way that like an adult swim or a family guy joke Is can kind same. of run its yeah. course yeah. by being the same over and over. This was almost the same thing where it was just like, they had a different guy at the start of it giving you the same corporate speech and Nina pops up behind him and like breaks his neck and oh. is like, yeah, no, fuck you. I'm back. Jeez. And we're going to start. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to sell you a Bitcoin, which you can buy, by the way. Um, it's this giant fake Bitcoin that says Devolver on it and the price changes every hour Oh wow! as a joke on cryptocurrency, yeah. which I think only five people in the world understand yeah. and so like it's like oh yeah that's kind of a funny joke but no i'm not giving you money for that no. and like like that. all of that like it just they just ran their course so much oh it's such a bummer because it was so funny the first time and then it's just like oh you don't have another joke to follow this up yeah that's tough that's um, and tough they also one. only announced like three games none of which look interesting enough oh, cool. like their 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 best games are the games that come out without you noticing they're, they're just like oh yeah we published this awesome indie game go play it knowing that their stuff is coming like a week ahead like a year ahead of time is like i don't this isn't i got nothing this is not what i need this is right not what now. i want yeah <laughs> so that's pretty much it i mean that's the first two days oh god i didn't even want to look at the timestamp on that <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, God. The next one will go a little bit faster, maybe, <laughs> because I'm definitely going to have a lot to say about at least two games I can talk, I can think about right now. Yeah. But that's it for part one, everybody. Uh, that got us through, through the first two days. Think of it this way. You got two hours of it. We got, like, eight. <laughs> Every yeah. one of these things is at least an hour, <laughs> if not a little bit longer. So we got anywhere from like four to eight hours of this. Oh, yeah. So we promise you're getting a condensed version of what these things were. <laughs> um, but yeah, I That's mean, <laughs> that that was Saturday and Sunday for me. Yep. The next two days are also like Monday and Tuesday when I'm working. So I'm like trying to watch these things around working. Yeah. So we'll see. Yep. We'll see how the next part goes. We'll but, see. <laughs> uh, that's it for part one of our E3 coverage. Part two will be out next week. Um, I have been Zach Sarawick. You can find me at Zerwiski. And I have been Dale Decker. I said it again. Uh, you can find me at Dale's Brain with a Y. D-A-Y-L-E. <laughs> um, and you can also follow Say Report Jr. on Twitter. Um, as always, you guys can reach out if you want and tell us what you think about what we said tonight. 
Woo-hoo. Yeah, if you watched any of the extra streams or if there's any games we skipped over because we just weren't interested in them and stuff like that, get in touch with us. We want to hear about why you are excited for other games coming out. Exactly. Like, I love hearing people tell me why they're excited for a thing. That's yes. always exciting. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you're going to hear us in a week. We're going to talk about this in like five minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah. You got to uh, keep the illusion away. alive, man. You got to keep the <laughs> illusion alive. Screw illusion. <laughs> I want to go melt in Orlando after this. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, take it away, Liz. Yeah. I just stole that from you. Sorry. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother... We'll see you next time.